Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right. Key number one, turn the microphone on. Jeez. You think I've done this before, Arnie? Oh my goodness, this feels so wrong. This feels so wrong. This is the first time I've ever been in L.A. and you're not here. In other words, maybe I need to put that better. I've never been in L.A. and you on the other line in where New Hampshire, Delaware, wherever. Yeah, uh, Vermont. Vermont. Yeah, uh, now, I've been in, in Oklahoma when you've been here before, but I've never been on the other end. So you're missing out, Arnie Spanier. Is a, this the first time you've been to Los Angeles, period? No, no. I, I've been a few uh, times. I came during the summer, you know, mostly with some of our OU responsibilities with softball and uh, championship sports like that. But this is the first time I've actually been in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, first time in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios in 11 years. Whoa. 11 years. Last time I came here, there's been many changes. Uh, there is now. I'll tell you the one thing that's kind of unique about our setup here in Los Angeles. Yeah, there's these rooms that have names that kind of bother me a little bit. There's an isolation room over here around the corner. I don't know what that's all about. I know that I when I was in Los because I go to Los Angeles a lot. I go in the isolation room there, a lot when there, I get yeah, mad. There's yeah. like a, a an electrical voltage room. I mean, it's like what. What is going on here? And there's people in all these rooms. So, uh, yeah, we're pumped to be here tonight. And, obviously, I've got a huge game coming up tomorrow. As we'll talk a lot about the Rose Bowl, Oklahoma, and Georgia. We'll talk some tonight, Arnie, about the Sugar Bowl, Clemson, and Alabama. We'll get our predictions, who we think is going to end up playing in the title game. Do you have any stories? Like, have you had any brush with greatness? Have you run into actors, actresses, athletes? Have you have you gone made the burger runs like In and Out or Tommy's or Fat Burger or something like that? Well, I met the break, uh, the great Brady Quinn. I got to hang out with Jonas Knox a little bit. I met Live Bet Jesus. I saw him. 
So, I mean, yeah, I've, I've met some celebrities. I had dinner with Steve DeSager. So I have been uh, hobnobbing Arnie Spanier. I got, can I just say this? And, sure. And I like DeSager, but when, when you come from Oklahoma, and nothing right. against, what, Enid, Oklahoma, or wherever you're from. No, Norman, but that's close. That, whatever that is, okay? And you, and you come to the big city. I don't know if DeSager makes my top 100 on people what? I want to have dinner with. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was like number two for me. What? I mean, I, yeah. Can you set the bar a little bit higher? Maybe there's you know somebody else you could run, some big star or something like that. I don't know. Well, he's a big star in my book, yeah, Arnie that's Spanier. True, that's true. Now, speaking of big stars, the big breaking news tonight for those that maybe have been uh, living under a football rock for the last couple of hours is that I think for the first time, I don't want to say ever, but the first time in recent memory, we had a coach that actually announced his own firing. Yeah. Don't get an opportunity to do that very often. Not in this Twitter era. Usually, a Jay Glazer will have it, and it'll be out there, and finally the team will confirm it, or they'll deny it for a little bit, and then they'll come out and say, okay, yeah, we're moving on. But Mark Davis, not wasting any time, not waiting till Monday, not letting his coach twist in the wind and give all these excuses for a team that controlled its own destiny four weeks ago and then just absolutely horrible the final four weeks of the season. But uh, Jack Del Rio got to basically announce his firing at a press conference this evening. And, Arnie, looks like John Gruden's going to be the guy in Oakland slash Vegas. What do you think about the potential of Chucky returning to the sidelines in Oakland? And is that a good move? I mean, this is a dude that has been out of the game for over a decade now. You know, I don't have any inside information. Chris, I know you're the Raider fan. There's no way that this came down in the last possible minute. I'm sure that uh, he must have gotten a hold of Gruden's representative maybe a month or two ago uh, when they decided they were going to make a change. My question is this, though, with Jack Del Rio. Is this really worthy of a firing? You're talking about a guy who last year may have taken the team to the Super Bowl had he not had an injury uh, to their quarterback, and now he has this bad year after that so what is it one year you have one bad year and you're gone right that is that the precedent being set now or is it the fact that they had a chance to get Gruden and they said you know what let's go ahead and do that and let's make a move while at it and let's go ahead and get the guy everybody wants to see out here I would uh I would have to believe and and maybe this is just a hoping that there was an agreement in principle made with John Gruden and Mark Davis and not as if Jack Del Rio probably didn't deserve to get fired. I mean, his his big change in the offseason was to move on from their offensive coordinator, and the offense went just opposite this year, and keep their defensive coordinator, who, who ended up getting fired halfway through the season. So he really screwed that up. So I understand. I don't think that's why you fire someone for one mistake. Right. But I, I would understand like moving on from him. But I honestly think, Arnie, this isn't a story – Del Rio getting fired unless there's an agreement in place with John Gruden. This is an all or nothing. This isn't about other candidates. This isn't about the potential of, oh, I don't know, a, a, a DeFlippo in Philadelphia or, or anyone else out there. This is about John Gruden and Mark Davis wanting him to be the new head coach of the Raiders and to have that positive vibe, not just for your last year in Oakland, which I think, I think next year is going to be for the Raiders, but also to get that star power going into Vegas. You got Chucky. You got John Gruden. You got one of the most popular coaches in the game. You got a guy who's been front and center on Monday Night Football for what, since pretty much he retired. And I just, I, I don't think this is a move that's made with anything other than John Gruden becoming the next head coach of the Oakland Raiders, right? And if, if Mark Davis, through 
I don't know, back channels or however these conversations start in the coaching world. Arnie, I don't think he's making this move with Del Rio moving on unless he has assurances that his next guy is going to be John Gruden. Don't you think? No, you, you may be right about that, but I, I got to tell you something, though. The way this whole thing is, I, I can't I, – I just don't like the way this is coming out, especially that you're going to have to give up part ownership. And I, I don't know well, how much ownership you're going to have to give up if that's the truth. I Look, that's the rumor being out there. You have to give up part ownership to get this guy who's been out of football for how long? Right. No, no. I, let me tell you something. I don't know if there's a coach out there, and that's Belichick included, that I'd go ahead and give up part ownership of the team. And let me tell you this. If the Raiders give up part ownership to Gruden, what's Belichick worth? Half the damn team for crying out loud? I mean, this is ridiculous. Well, and, and here's my question that, that I have in all of it. Can you even do that? I mean, I, I know that it's been out there, and I know that several different entities, no, smart people, tight end people, I know many people have reported that, but how would that even work? I mean, you're going to have a percentage of the ownership, so then basically you're over everybody? So do you have to fire your general manager? I mean, what? I I don't know what that would even look like, Arnie. That seems to me to be more of of one of those buzz stories that never really pans out. You know, one of those kind of trade rumors that you hear about. You're like, wow, that'd be crazy, and it never happens. Well, guess- where, where's the money coming from? That, that Because, I mean, it's not like the Raiders are rich in money right now. And I got another question for you since you're the Raider fan and probably somebody like JT the Brick or, or, or Hartman, who used to work for the Raiders, could answer the, better than I can. Would Al Davis have done this and done it this way? I mean, would Del Rio be out on his backside and Gruden coming in and all? Is that what Al would have done? Yeah, all, yeah. All, all oh, I done? think so. I, I think with everything that was on the line for the Raiders this year, all the possibilities they had, if they had had a season like this where they finished, they're six, they were 6-10, six 6-10, and, ten, six and ten, and the only change was a new offensive coordinator. That was it, and you brought in a running back that you perceived to be a better fit than the T-train Latavius Murray is. And, oh, by the way – he was the leading rusher on a team that finished second in the NFC. I mean, they, they've got a first-round bye. Those, that's the only difference. You would think it's an upgrade. Uh, Al Davis probably would have fired Jack Del Rio before the last game. <laughs> as soon as they were out of playoff contention, Al may have done that. So I think this is very much in Al Davis's footprint. But also, Arnie, I, I just if, they, if John Gruden says no to this, then that's a – Then he's never coming back, he, right? Yeah, I don't think he's ever coming back. And then the other part of it is – where do the Raiders go? I mean, you spiral backwards. Can we use everything he said on TV against him? First of all, he never says anything negative anyway. So, you know, that's going to be tough. But can we, like, get a clip, and I don't even know if we have something like this, where he said, oh, this so-and-so is the best young quarterback, even better than Derek Carr or something. You know what I'm saying there, Chris? Has he has anything like that? Because that would be a lot of fun to play with him, you know, when he gets introduced. Yeah, and then it's going to be interesting because he has – he's on a playoff game this weekend. He's on the Chiefs game this weekend. Yeah. And, and I mean, Brady can attest to this. You spend uh, a lot of time with the coaches and with assistant coaches and with a lot of people getting game plans. If you're the Chiefs and John Gruden and Sean McDonough walk in, don't you kind of say, hey, listen, man, you're, you're probably going to be the next head coach of the Raiders. I don't, I don't think we want to be sharing too terribly much. Or is that not even that big of a deal whenever it comes to the potential future head coach of your arch rival sitting in and trying to get as much information about your team as he possibly can 
before he calls a playoff game. Oh, heck yes. That's a conflict of interest if I've ever seen one. I I agree. Like you said, he's going to be the coach. If he was announced the coach now and he was just going to do the games, we'd just say, "Eh, come on in, coach. Let me go ahead and give you all my secrets. Let me tell you where the bodies are buried. What are you, crazy? I'd say, get the hell out of here. I'm not telling you anything. Here's the thing, though. I wonder if a decision is made to name him before he even has a chance to call that game. In other words, do the Raiders have this firing today with the anticipation of one day next week introducing John Gruden, or do you wait? Do you go ahead and wait until after he's done with his TV responsibilities? Because I think it's only one game, right? I think ABC ESPN only has one wild card game. So maybe you wait till after that, and then you – I don't know. I, I don't know what the timeline might be So you think the this. terms and everything else has already been figured out, and they're just waiting uh, for, to announce it on whatever their agreement was then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it's done. I, yeah. I really believe that. I, and, and I know that some would say, well, because we are all sheep. We're all led around to believe certain things that are thrown out there. Well, no one – no one would actually negotiate while a current coach is in position, right? No, yes, absolutely they would. John Gruden might not be the guy having the conversations, but his agent, who, by the way, was also Jack Del Rio's agent, or someone else has been in the process wow. of making sure the terms that he wants to come back are met. So I, I'm of, from everything I've read tonight, Arnie, and everything I started reading last night, from everything that we've heard, and I, I don't know, maybe throughout the evening we might learn more, I think this is a done deal right now, and I – it's good for the NFL because it gets you a, a visible coach, a known coach, uh, a personality back in the game, and I and I think I think it's good for the Raiders. But again, I I do have to go back on an old take because whenever they were talking about John Gruden in Tampa, I would be the first one to point out that it has been since 2008. Whenever he coached, now granted, his last season was a nine and seven season, uh, and he did miss the playoffs, which coincidentally the Raiders beat him in that last week. But I don't know, man. I I don't know if this is going to be a guy sliding in that's going to be able to pick right up where he left off or if the game has passed him by a little bit. Remember, Jimmy Johnson took a couple of years off, came back. It wasn't the same with the Dolphins. I, I don't really know returns, and I'm sure that Twitter will be quick to correct me, but I don't know many returns from guys that have been out of the game for at least a decade, right? Where they come back in and just don't skip a beat. I, he's yeah, still it's only 10 years yeah, now. Right. Yeah, right. It's not like things haven't changed since he's been gone. You know, and by the way, I hate when coaches are like the most – uh, popular person on the team, and that's what's going to happen uh, with the Raiders. I mean, really, there's not too many teams that, you know, the coach is more popular than any of the star players out there. And he's, if, if John Gruden had a number, he'd have the number one selling jersey on the team, for crying out loud. He probably would. <laughs> the, the Chucky merchandise will be yes. out of control next year. Oh, what are you kidding year. me? Oh, uh, oh, my goodness. You'd have a, your own store just for the for the Chucky merchandise. All right, hit us up on Twitter at Genius one That's at S-T-I-N-K-I-N-Genius and the number one. I'm at Plank Show, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox leaving the building. We're sliding in. And what haven't we talked about, Arnie? Here we are. First segment coming to end. We've talked about Gruden. We've talked about the Raiders. We've talked about the madness of the coaching carousel. We got to. What, what about my Bills? But your getting Bills, into the playoffs? My your Bills, Bills are my, in the playoffs. My Oklahoma Sooners, who I picked to win. You got you got to go ahead and get to that. I mean, well, for crying out loud, don't. Don't, don't forget do about that one. Please don't do this to me, okay? Why? This has been an Why? awesome trip. I can't have you breaking out the kiss of death in the first segment, okay? We No, don't do this How to long me, do right? I have to wait for the kiss of death? Uh, when the game is over on Tuesday, <laughs> uh, you, can, you can jump on the Sooner train. I just want to go to Atlanta next week. All right, 877-99 on Fox. Hit us up on Twitter. When we come back, it might have been the wildest finish to an NFL season 
that we've had in quite a while. We'll break it down next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. The happiest man in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios is no doubt E-Rob, Eric Roberts, our producer. Diehard Bills fan. Though, Bobo can attest to this, Arnie, because I came into work at, what time did we roll in, Bobo? Like noon? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I started bugging Bobo early in the week. I was like, dude, I'll just, I'll ride into work because he lives right by where where we're staying. And so I came in and they have the Sunday ticket up here. So we came in. like that. Oh, I loved it. So we came in early and... I, I was confused, Eric. We were trying to get you excited I'm, about this. What I'm, was going on? Uh, so there's a couple things here. I'm <laughs> I'm not the kind of the over the top sports fan. Love love my sports. Right, I, right. I'll stress out, but I'm not really the like scream, get in your face kind like of me. over the top. Yeah, you know, like me when the Lakers <laughs> and then, lost. Yes. Yeah, yeah. See, pr- polar opposites. You saw Bobo reacting. I it would take a lot for me to get it to okay. Bobo level. And second. Is I've just been desensitized to it, man. When we were watching and the Ravens went up late in like like later in the fourth quarter, I didn't even flinch. I was like, I told you, I was I is this nothing new? Okay. But no, I'm ecstatic. When we, I get home, it's probably gonna hit me a little bit more. But right. um, yeah, it's it's I'm okay. pumped. I'm pumped. All right, well, we we got to get to that, Arnie, because uh, it was quite the party for everyone except. For the most diehard Bills fan in the building. Oh, whenever the Bengals scored that touchdown. You know, my wife lived in Buffalo. She I, used to go right? to the Bills. Absolutely, game. absolutely. I mean, she she looked at me and when when he uh, like he said when the Ravens went ahead, she goes, "You're the kiss of death." Ever since we got married, my Bills haven't made the playoffs. <laughs> it's you. You've done it to me. So that's that's what I got going for me. Uh, uh, tonight after they uh, oh, got behind. So. That's awesome. But I thought she quit and became a Patriots fan. Yeah, it, but isn't that funny? But she did that earlier in the year. She quit being a Bills fan, and boom, they get to the playoffs. So she doesn't deserve to I get love on it. that bandwagon. But, yeah, she used to live in Buffalo. The, on Sundays, they used to go to the Bills games go when it was done and then drive and go to the the Night Sabres game. So talk about just suffering, re- double suffering every Sunday night. How about that? Well, real quick, before we recap the madness that was the – Final what twenty minutes of the e- afternoon tilt? Which, by the way, kudos to the NFL. We mocked him last week for putting all these games at the same time, and why we don't have a game going on now. You know, it might make more sense, but it worked out pretty well, and it made for a wild Sunday afternoon. But real quick, before we get to that, let's tie up one loose end yeah. from our opening segment on John Gruden because Desager, you were doing a little research, and even though we don't necessarily know how it would work, it definitely wouldn't be. Unique. I mean, we've had coach owners in the past, right? Yeah, in the old days, four decades, George Hallis was right. coach and owner of the uh, Chicago Bears. And by the way, if they hire Gruden this week, it's what we talked about before the show off the air, that you don't make the move with Del Rio today unless you know you have Gruden's contract in your pocket and you can get that signed. Otherwise... Why are you telling your current coach today, we're going to pay you off to stop being our coach? But Al Davis, I looked it up, is listed as Raiders head coach through 1965. He's not listed as a part owner until 66. So apparently he didn't have both at the same time. But if you're giving a piece of ownership to Gruden, the Raiders, according to the Forbes valuation at the beginning of this season, were worth 2.38 
billion dollars. So even if you, even if you're giving one percent of the Raiders to him as a part owner, that's about twenty million bucks. And of course, they're going into a new city and a brand new stadium. And I think we all agree the Raiders are going to thrive in Vegas. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be very popular. And then there is this from Sean on Twitter who lit us up and said the John Gruden to Raiders rumors are complete BS. Uh, and I think he means the ownership side of it. The NFL and the owners would have to approve that, and we all know that wouldn't happen. So this part ownership rumor is a joke and not worth you guys talking about on Fox Sports and Radio. By, and by the way, if he did get that type of money, does that mean the players would go, whoa, 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 you're going to pay a, <laughs> a, a coach that much money? You better start paying the players that much more money, or am I wrong on that? It really does set a precedent, yeah. guys, because it's what we talk about with paying uh, athletes. What if you start giving non-cash compensation, not just scholarship to athletes, then now you're going to get the recruit whose school has the best compensation package yeah. aside from a stipend. You know, it just really opens up something. I'm not saying it will never be done or it can't be done this week, but it really does open things up. Yeah, and, and it, it creates a whole new kind of negotiation platform. And it's perfect for the Raiders because yeah. by NFL standards, they're kind of cash poor. They don't have the money for their own stadium, certainly. Right. They don't have the spending, the, the liquid cash that a lot of other owners do. And then our, our buddy Brandon Jacks, who was listening in Medill, Oklahoma, Arnie, one of those great small towns in Oklahoma. Love he, that. He says, how much game plan info is actually detailed in the production meetings prior to a, a, an NFL game? Well, I think that depends on the level of comfort that a coach has with an analyst or a play-by-play guy because it could be really in-depth if they're tight or if he used to coach with him or he, the guy used to be his play-by-play guy when he was in college or another stop. Or stop. They could give you a lot of information. Then it could be also very generic. It just it, it has to do a lot with relationships. Oh, if I'm Kansas City, I say goodbye at the door, Bye. don't you? <laughs> See you, John Gruden. And by the way, we're not talking to you, Sean McDonough, or any of your producers because we know you'll share <laughs> notes. Get out of here. All right, um, 877-99 on Fox. Listen, it was a wild finish to the NFL season today, and I think Jonas played this a lot with he and Brady. But, Arnie, have you heard the, the Baltimore Ravens radio network? Yeah, uh, I heard okay. this one. This is fantastic. I love that. I, I, I was watching it on TV when it happened, but I didn't hear this part. All right, so this was, I mean, again, you're at home, Baltimore Ravens. You are the only team, I think, uh, that, that truly, uh, Tennessee did, but you control your own destiny. You yeah. control everything. And you're at home against a team whose coach, I don't, I don't know what's going on with Marvin Lewis, but is basically out the door. They, they, they've been dinged up all season long. And you, you, you blow a lead after getting blown out early. And then on fourth and forever, this happens. Andy Dalton takes the snap, steps up, fires down the middle, complete. At the 15-10-5 touchdown, oh Cincinnati. <laughs> oh Tyler Boyd with a touchdown. No flags on the play. And disbelief uh, in the has shrouded the stadium. That is the. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I never heard the oh, my gosh at the end. Now, I've heard that probably 50 times. I could hear it forever. Because you know what happened. Old boy took his headset off and flung yeah. it as soon yeah. as he saw him go into the end zone. I've done that before. Oh. I've, I've, who hasn't thrown their headphones uh, in the middle of a broadcast and, and gotten all oh. upset? And Especially when I'm on, always during the Arizona game for some reason. But, <laughs> oh, I've done that numerous times. Yeah, and it's just it's amazing because here you have a situation where you think, again, you think you're set if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan because you needed 
like four different scenarios. It was fourth and 12. Yeah, it was fourth, fourth and 12 when they completed the pass for the touchdown. Well, not just that. Even even going into the game, Arnie, you have to have a bevy of things go against you to even be eliminated from the playoffs. Not only do all of them happen, but then, as you said, fourth down. I And, I mean, that whole last drive for Cincinnati was just a disaster. They had a pass that should have been picked off. Uh, they got bailed out by a couple of holding calls by the Ravens' defense. And then, yes, they did, yeah. And then on fourth down, you let a guy wide open behind your secondary? I mean, <laughs> it, it makes no sense. But yet, here we are, and I love this stat. Four of the six longest playoff droughts in the NFL came to an end today. The, wow. The Bills, Ram Bills, which was, of course, the, the longest playoff drought. The Bills, the Rams, the Jaguars and the Titans had four of the six longest droughts. Now, the longest drought is the Cleveland Browns, who haven't been in 15 years. You know who has the second longest playoff drought currently in the NFL? In the, the NFL. Yeah, think about this. It, it, this is a good one. I, I saw this today, and it blew me away. The second longest playoff drought currently in the NFL belongs to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who haven't been to the playoffs in 10 years. What, since Chucky? 10 Years, I think they made it one time under. Well, they never made it under Lovey because he was there for like a year. I think they made it one time under Raheem Morris whenever he had a cup of coffee. Those as head coach um, there. those drought graphics always bugged me <laughs> because you know the Bills are always sitting there 1999 right? next to their name. But the problem that I always had with it was the fact that it just showcases that the Browns had been in the playoffs more recently than the Bills. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but I'm glad they're off that You're list off. now. They're You're done. off. As Monkey are, off the back. As are the Rams, Jaguars, and Titans. But, yeah, Jets are Can third you, you know, Chris, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But I heard, you know, I heard Brady Quinn and, and Jonas doing their pet peeves for 2017. And I don't know. Can I just do one right now? I, my pet peeve is can you really be a fan of a team if you haven't lived in that city? Can you do that? Oh, okay. Well, let's get to that. After. I'm just wondering because you're a Raider fan. Have you lived up in Oakland? No, but I guess you know I, Vegas. I'm, I'm in Los Angeles right now, and they were here at one point. So can I claim that? <laughs> uh, Steve DeSager comes trolling. We'll we'll, we'll get to that. Hey, half of just Los, a bit. half of Los Angeles was Raider fans at that game today. Exactly. DeSager was there. He saw it front and center. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they were so into it. I mean, by the time it got to thirty to ten, maybe less so. But <laughs> it it was such a great atmosphere there. And we've talked about this before. To see NFL football at a 25,000-seat stadium is just so superb. It is, you're up close. There is no bad seat. I just loved it. By the way, you, I thank you for playing that Ravens call. I think we, great. we could hear that again later in the evening, and I don't think any of us would be bothered by it. It does remind me of that high school football call where the announcer, the color guy, not only threw his headphones down in Massachusetts high school football because they thought they got jobbed, he actually started yelling at the ref from the press box <laughs> with his... That's a touchdown taken off the board against the Green Wave. And that man does not have that call or the view. I was waiting for Park the car, too. Park the car. From back in 2010. Remains a classic. Memories. Wow. Okay, NFL playoffs are coming up next weekend, and Atlanta is in. The Falcons clinch the final playoff spot in the NFC, beating Carolina 22-10. The Falcons will face the Rams in L.A. this Saturday night. And New Orleans is in despite losing at Tampa Bay. The Saints won the NFC South because the Carolina lost. So New Orleans will host Carolina Sunday on Fox TV 
4.30 Eastern time. Cincinnati with that last-minute touchdown wins at Baltimore 31-27. The Ravens are out thanks to a 49-yard touchdown pass on 4th and 12. And for what it's worth, Coach Marvin Lewis of Cincinnati, now without a contract, says he wants to return. Buffalo 22-16 winners. Sure, with a win like that, I'd want to return too. <laughs> Come on, go out on top. 22-16 yeah. <laughs> Buffalo wins at Miami. The Bills are into the postseason for the first time since 1999. It had been 17 years without a playoff appearance. Now the longest North American skid without postseason is in baseball, the Mariners. Seattle. They've gone 16 years. Wow. Buffalo will be playing at Jacksonville on Sunday next weekend, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Buffalo running back LaShawn McCoy did leave today with a sprained ankle. Tennessee is in, making the playoffs with a 15-10 win over Jacksonville. Titans will open at Kansas City this Saturday, 4.30 Eastern time. Titans haven't won a playoff game since 2003. Chargers beat the Raiders. Kansas City won at Denver. The Rams sat almost everybody and lost at home to San Francisco. Arizona wins at Seattle. Wins for Minnesota, New England, and Pittsburgh. Now the Steelers are a two-seed. They have next weekend off. They'll be hosting their playoff game in two weeks on a Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Patriots' top seed in the AFC will host their playoff opener a week from Saturday night. New England beat the Jets 26-6. And finally, it was Minnesota over the Bears 23-10. The Vikings' two seed will host a playoff game in two weeks on Fox TV. Minnesota home in the stadium that will host the Super Bowl this postseason. Minnesota will be home Sunday, January 14th, 4.30 Eastern time. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Why did I say welcome back? Fox Sports Radio Studios because it was on the teleprompter and I read everything that's right in front of me. Uh, brought to you by Geico. It's Charles easy. Barkley. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm reading everything that's right in front of me. Just put a piece of paper, I'll read it. Uh, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with great people at Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So, Arnie, what, what is this now? You think you can't be a fan of a team if you haven't lived there? Well, come on. I mean, you have to at least, you know, I mean, some time. But you have to have at least spent a year in that city, right? You can't just say, I'm a fan of this team. That is it. And something like that. You can't do that now. You know what I mean? Well, uh, okay. But let me defend then my fandom. It's not like I'm jumping on the bandwagon at six and ten whenever it's you know high time to be a Raiders. No, you jumped fan. on the bandwagon last year. Yeah, last year was the first year as yeah, a Raiders fan. As soon as they went year. twelve and four, and then when Derek Carr went down, I wasn't a Raiders fan. No, anymore. because when we started the show, uh, what five six years ago, I believe you were a Bronco fan. Yeah, that's right. Sure. That's, and now it changed. Yeah. No, it yeah. quickly uh, kind of reverts back. But no, no, no. Actually, you went from Broncos uh, then to Chiefs. To, yeah, to the, yeah, yeah. Broncos, Chiefs, and now. <laughs> And there you go. Now is, is this like that take that people throw out there that you can't really be a fan of a university unless you went there? Like, oh, how can you root for that team if you didn't go to college there? Is it kind of along that line? A little bit. Okay. I can see that, too. I can see that take also. I, I like that. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I don't I don't agree with it. I, th- I, I, I think that's bogus, Arnie. That's just you being mean. See? By the way, I, I, and that's the way I am. I, I wish I was out there in L.A. with you. I mean, I, first of all, people don't know this. Chris Plank and I have never met. In the what six years we've done the show, we have we have never met, never met ever. in person. So yeah, I, and I've been in LA so many times. I I don't know why I didn't come out this this holiday time. So, uh, but I, I can't. Did you run into any traffic at least? Did you oh. go eat some burgers and in and out like everybody else? Did you do anything good? Here's what. Okay, two two quick stories on that. Number one, uh, since I rode in with Bobo, there was no traffic. 
It was crazy. None. It was crazy. It, it was it, empty. And I I was telling the guys, I've been spoiled because our buses get police escorts. So every time. Oh, we, get out of here. When we're driving down the highway, there's no one on the highway because the police escort. I'm like, ah, this traffic stuff is overrated. Uh, now, wait a minute. So when you're getting an es- uh, police escort, do they just you, you just see all the cars pulled over to the side as, as you go flying by and all that? Yeah, pretty much. And in fact, gosh, how great would that be to oh, travel like that permanently? Oh, uh, I mean, it's 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 awesome. And then the second, the team got in and out today after their team picture, so it was all waiting for them when they got done. And uh, I'm, I'm name dropping here, but former Oklahoma Sooner All American Rufus Alexander, who played with the Colts and I, are going to get. I mean, there there's two double doubles. I mean, two. Two, everyone gets two, and we're walking to go get it, and like music is playing in the background. I can almost taste it, and someone grabs us and goes, "Hey, buses are leaving. You guys need to get on the bus. Or we're going to leave you." I'm like, "What?" Wow. So then you have a choice. It's like, but the in and outs are right there. Yeah, and it's a I, box I, with I, I two tell of the them bus in to it. Leave. Yeah, I right. Tell the bus to we leave. can we can Uber from here and get back, but we decided to get on the bus. So I haven't oh, had it gosh. yet. But here's the game tomorrow is at two o'clock. So, I mean, by the time we get home after traffic and everything, it'll be like midnight. But there'll still be an opportunity, I'm sure, to uh, enjoy some Are you out. going out for New Year's? Was I get off 2 o'clock Eastern, and I'm going right out after the show. Oh, I know that, right? Yeah, we got to hurry yeah. up and get rolling here because yeah. <laughs> Arnie's got big plans after the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. all I've seen you talk about recently is how miserably cold it is out there. Yeah. So, yeah, happy well, That's new- not stopping me. I'm, I'm still hitting the town. I'm... All seven people that are out here where I live. That's, that's what I'm well, doing. Well, we, we are taking those of you listening on the East Coast and those of you that are having to work tonight right up to New Year's 2018. So uh, also in the central time zone in our second hour, we'll be hitting Happy New Year for you. But uh, not on the West Coast, man. That's going to be Brian knows. Oh, problem. you love that. By the way, how would I just one little side note. I, I'm sure we'll get to sometime during the course of the night, but how embarrassing is it? Could you imagine if the Big 12 was one and eight in bowl games like my Pac-12? I'd be I'd be, be suffocating me. you right now. You'd you'd be you'd walk you'd drop the mic and walk right out of the studio. I quit. And you wouldn't be able to take but it. Here, yeah. Do you? Okay, this gets us back to maybe something more topical. I have never really been someone that puts too much on bowl results, especially now uh, for conferences, because, I mean, anymore, these are just glorified exhibitions. And I know that it looks good and, and everyone can rail on the SEC for losing a couple of games and try to build up. You Basically, it's more than anything a way to shape a narrative. It's not always necessarily, Arnie, the best indicator of who truly was the best conference or who truly had the best year. But I've, you know, I, I go back and forth on this a lot because then I stop and say, well, how else are we supposed to gauge? You know, are we going to go back? Because if you talk non-conference, what do people say? Well, that was back in September, so right, it's a completely right. different team now. I, I don't know. I, I've always kind of struggled in that. If you praise one conference for doing well in the bowl season or if you destroy them for not doing well, is that really truly a good indicator of who was the more dominant league? I don't know if it's a true indicator. I mean, you, for one, you have to look at the matchups, too. Right. Uh, you know, you, you look at, did a coach leave? Uh, do the kids have some seniors that uh, don't really care about the game and they're just worried about the draft? You know, though one and eight is hard to really explain away, though, Chris. You can explain that away so many different times, but let's be honest, that's just horrible. I don't. You could come up with a million excuses. That's just downright miserable to go one and eight. Fair question, by the way, on a Twitter right now, at Stinkin' Genius one at Plank Show. Uh, Enrique wants to know, Arnie, 
You're talking about bandwagon fans. Have you ever lived in Miami or Philly, you bandwagon jumper? Okay, I'm, I'm not a Philly fan, so just let me throw that out there. And, yes, I I did live – I lived right outside of Miami. I lived in, in Boca. So, okay, all yeah, right. I think yeah, that's so. close enough, right? Yeah, give me a – cut me some slack there. That's like, what, 30 miles less than that, 25 miles? So cut me a little slack there, my friend. Yeah, I, I lived in Boca on my uh, friend's couch while I was uh, finding myself. So and, and, go. and I got this from your boy. One and uh, he spelled boy B O E. Okay, maybe that's Yabo. Maybe that's more of cheering for Cubby's home runs. But he says, Is a plank show going to talk about the disappointing, most disappointing team of 2017, the Chokeland Raiders? I bet he dances wow. around the topic like he's on dance fever. You know what? <laughs> You're probably right. I'm still in that like denial. Oh, the NFL season didn't happen. They had nothing to see here. <laughs> we'll Who had a worse 2017? Sports season. Your 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 teams are my teams. Oh, let's debate that. Definitely next. my teams. Oh, definitely my teams. <laughs> He's Arnie okay. Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Man, what a what a finish to the season today. That in the end, outside of those early games, yeah. That in the end resulted in Miami putting a little scare into the Buffalo Bills with one of the wildest onside kicks I think I've ever seen. As a matter of fact, were you watching that game, Arnie? Yeah, they almost came back and won that. Dolphins had the ball down by six, and they were driving Mm -hmm. and got picked. Who was that, Fails? David Fails, yeah, yeah, Yeah. got picked off. I would know him if I ran with him into the Alve Garden. I'd ask for more breadsticks. That's like the Phoenix Suns basketball coach today. We were watching the end of that game between the Suns and the Sixers, and I looked at Eric, and I'm like, who's that? Because that's the Suns head coach. I had no idea. <laughs> um, hey, I'm kidding, Phoenix. But the uh, the interesting thing was no, is that <laughs> Miami, Miami, they showed a replay. They had pulled off the same onside kick the first time they played Buffalo. So they they had pulled something similar. They have two kickers. They fake go in each direction, and then they ended up because I guess the fullback tried to go hero. So Buffalo's in a position where they need a win and some help. So they end up holding on. They get the win after the onside kick. Tennessee gets that six stiff arm from Marcus Mariota after he and Derrick Henry. That was Henry, awesome. He, after, that was awesome. That was a great play after he and Derrick Henry tried to give Jacksonville the game back uh, late in that game. But So you had two teams that needed to win, take care of their business, and then you had the one team who basically had it all laid out in front of Well, and, and the Chargers, too. We should give them credit. They rolled the Raiders 30-10 to 10 when Los Angeles needed to win in order to stay in the playoff chase, and they did. But then everything got kind of thrown into you-know-what whenever Cincinnati on fourth and forever not only converts but scores a touchdown, then keeps Baltimore out of the end zone, and they win the game. So arguably one of the wildest early afternoon finishes that we've ever seen Let in the NFL. Let me ask you, though, you know, when you keep saying it's one of the wildest finishes. It's crazy, I think. Are, we, are you just saying that because it's week 17 and obviously playoffs are on the line? Or would maybe this is a sign of things to come? We saw that Monday night football ratings are down. Okay. We know the players don't like the Thursday night football. Let's say we get rid of the Sunday football, the Sunday night football. Uh, do we go back to days of eight games in the morning and eight games in the afternoon? You're raving about it. I don't. Do we go back to those days or what? I don't think you necessarily have to completely go away from it. You know, I I think Sunday night football still has a place, Arnie. I really do. Uh, People might call me crazy, but I, I think I think it's got a spot. So I don't necessarily think you completely go away from it. I will say this: I think the NFL, I think they've got some hard conversations to have 
over the next couple of months because uh, the the deal with what CBS and Amazon Prime and everyone that's involved, I mean, it's right. it's up for negotiation. So I, I would hope that you start maybe steering clear of the Thursday games. Now, again, I think that this is something that can't be recreated every week like what we had today. So in other words, to answer your question, no, I don't think you have to completely go away because you had so many playoff scenarios that had played out today. But Arnie, I mean, they've got to do something about Thursday night football, right? I mean, they, I get it that it's a lot of money, but is it hurt? Isn't it hurting the game? We're getting awful matchups. Guys are getting hurt. You got the short week to begin with. Hell, for most vets, after a Sunday game, Wednesday is the first day they practice. Well, Wednesday's your walkthrough now when yeah, you play a Thursday gonna, game. If you're going to be on the player side on that one, and I could be, I could see, I certainly understand that about Thursday night football. Right. What do you say about the uh, diminishing ratings for Monday night football? Down thirty five percent. Uh, since what, uh, 2010 or 2011 or something like that? That's astronomical. Yeah, it's huge. When you've had to, let me tell you something. And I don't want to be the old guy yelling and with the <laughs> fist up in the air on somebody's get off my lawn. But Monday Night Football with Howard Cosell and the halftime highlights. And I know we have internet, and obviously uh, you can get uh, highlights at the drop of a hat. But I, there was nothing like watching Howard Cosell and the guys with, with Monday Night Football. We, I don't think we have that anymore, to be honest with you, Chris. Well, and I don't, and I don't think you'll be able to. You know, it's, I, I, I'm not trying to compare football to NASCAR. But a lot of people will look back to 2001 and say, wow, NASCAR, why can't it ever reach those numbers? Because it's just not going to happen. It, it, that was a unique set of circumstances for NASCAR to get to that level. But for the NFL, Arnie, I, I just I, – I love football. I mean, I, I love football, but I can't watch Thursday and then a full day of Saturday and right. then Sunday and then Sunday night and Monday night and then a Wednesday game if I've got some action going on or whatever it might be. I mean, it, 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 listen, I'm, I'm not all in on Mark Cuban's idea that the, the league is going to you-know-what, but there's a certain sense of oversaturation, right? There is right. there is a such thing as too much, and there's only so many of your hours that you have. And like you said, it, it, it would be interesting. I don't know. If ratings can truly grasp how many people might might not be watching the game on their main TV, but might be watching it on a laptop or on a tablet or on their iPhone. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's a heck of a debate that the NFL is going to have to have because – but the status quo is not going to work, is it? Oh, my goodness. You've, you've talked so much. You've killed our number one. And the most important thing is that I wanted people to go ahead and tweet in, where should Plank go out tonight? If you live <laughs> in the L.A. area, should he go to Hollywood? Should he go, like, to the, the, the Roxy, the Whiskey, a Go-Go? The, uh, <laughs> yeah, go out to the Valley? What clubs? Because you can't trust Bobo. That guy doesn't know anything about going out and having fun. So I was going to have people text in where's the best New Year's Eve party. Well, I'll tell you where the New Year's Eve. I think I'm about to mysteriously drop. (laughs) Arnie just got dropped. What happened? Wait a minute. Where's Arnie? We lost Arnie. Hey, I'll tell you where where my New Year's Eve party is going to be on my pillow. I'm going to sleep as soon as the show is done. (laughs) Yes. Yes. No partying for me, man. I'm an old man now. We got to stay healthy. That flu bug's going around the Sooners. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, let's break down the final week of the NFL with Arnie and Plank. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How many people buy Martinelli's? You know that 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 sparkling cider? Oh, is that what? I don't know. That's a great question. I'm sure sales are through the roof tonight. It's always through the roof during New Year's, isn't it? That's right. Uh, through the Except roof. out here in Vermont, we just get the... Apple cider. Just the apple cider? Just the apple cider. Have to warm it up. Uh, Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. You know who I'm excited for in 2018 is San Francisco 49er fans. Oh, 
I would love to bet on the 49ers to win the Super Bowl next year. How? I, I There's two mysteries that uh, I'll never be able to solve. Number one is uh, how, how the Niners got Garoppolo for a second-round pick. Yeah, yeah. And then the second— Somebody's got pictures of somebody. I get Why'd you wait so long, Kyle Shanahan? I mean, my goodness. Why did you wait so long if you were the Patriots? Should have got rid of him during the end of uh, the NFL draft because— you knew you couldn't keep him. You knew you couldn't pay him that type of money. You knew you couldn't franchise tag him. And and the way Brady was played, and he swore that he was going to last till he was like 107. So uh, <laughs> there was no way he was going to play in the near future yeah. anyway. Interesting. In most of these scenarios, historically, I saw it wasn't really a stat. It was more of a kind of photo uh, photo group, a, pic, a group of pic, photo group, a group of pictures put together. That in a majority of these instances, they always choose the younger guy. Whenever the Niners came down to Montana and Young, they stuck with Steve Young. They moved on from Montana. Packers did the same thing with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. It's very rare when you have a guy that's the heir apparent. Uh, the Lakers did it with Shaq and Kobe. They decided to stick with Kobe. Let Shaq Except move the on. Raiders. They, they, they stuck with George Blanda. The Raiders so stuck with George Blanda and decided yes. to move on from Dan Pastorino. Well, well, <laughs> there, there's all kinds of, uh, I, I guess, examples. But for the most part, you usually pick the younger guy and you go with who's perceived to be the future of your program, but in this instance, like you said, Arnie, the end doesn't appear to be near for Tom Brady, regardless of how old he is, right? This dude seems no. like he can play for another three, four years. I wonder if there's going to be a day where Patriot fans after Tom Brady and they go back to pretty much being a sub-500 team because Brady's not here and Belichick's not here, that they're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo winning Super Bowls up in San Francisco and how much they're going to regret that, that's for sure. Yeah, and you know, the crazy thing is, San Fran, and I'm not just saying this, Niner fans, to pander out to you uh, on 95-7, the game, our affiliate in the Bay Area, but San Francisco has a really yes, good are. really good team built around Garoppolo. It's young, but, I mean, Reuben Foster, for all of the questions about his shoulder coming into the draft, might have been the best rookie linebacker in the league this year. They've got a good young secondary. Uh, Solomon Thomas, I mean, he got hurt, but still – Whenever he was in there, he looked like he could be a difference maker. I mean, damn, Arnie, when you start looking ahead to 2018, and I know that we're just getting ready to start the playoffs, so we can't get too carried away here, but you start thinking about next year, this is going to be – it's not even going to be like a dark horse pick. This is probably going to go into one of the, what, top five, top ten picks for a team that could make a run towards the Super Bowl in 2018 with oh, the way absolutely. they finished off? Heck yeah. Oh, they're they're going to be the sexy pick. Oh, they're they're going to oh, they're going to be the sexy pick. Everybody's like, "I'm jumping on that 49er bandwagon <laughs> and and I, I heard like Mark Willard Willard said that they'll win a Super Bowl within 5 years." I'm like, "5 years? I mean, geez, why go out uh, Gee, Mr. Captain Obvious, let's cut those years down a little bit." I I I love them. So I I love the way Jimmy Garoppolo looks. I and I knew this was going to happen. You knew he was just going to turn out to be a great quarterback. All right, let me get some of these tweets in here real quick. You at Stinking Genius One, at Plank Show. Uh, here, here's one from Faye who writes, I call BS, Arnie. What about those of us whose city doesn't have a team? Vegas has a team now, but I've been a diehard Vikings fan since 1998. Makes a good point. If you live in a city that doesn't have a team and you've lived there all your life, 
I've got, I've got, you know what? I will excuse you on that. that. You know, it's like I before E except after C. There's always that exception to the rule. That's so, an exception to the rule. I, or if your team leaves thank you. in the middle of the night, that's what then happened. I give you a, 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 you know, a pass to go ahead and find yourself another See, team. That's what happened to me. I grew up. I was, Raiders were here and the Rams mm-hmm. was here. I didn't know enough about football to know which team to like. <laughs> when I finally realized it, my brother – was a diehard Cowboys fan, and I followed footsteps with him and became a Cowboys fan. I've been one ever since. I hate that for you. I hate that for yeah, you. Yeah, I hate that. Pick <laughs> that up with your brother. You know? No, I'm uh, happy with my, I'm happy with my team. No yeah, disappointments. That's that's a, that's a tough one. That's a Lakers good one. on the other all hand. Those, all those all those all those playoff victories over the last twenty years they they got to be good. Uh, here's a few more. There, there's a couple of other good ones here. There's good back and forth with a couple of Raider fans. Uh, so I want to start from the beginning of this one because I I I love Brendan. Regular Raider fan who checks in with us here on Fox Sports Radio every Sunday night, but I, but I don't agree with him. He writes, the real reason why the Raiders were 6-10 and 10 was Janikowski was hurt. It may have cost us the Charger game in Oakland, and some field goals were missed in other games. I really wish I could just blame it on the kicker not being there. <laughs> but the, the interesting report is what the Las Vegas Review-Journal had tonight, and this is from Raider beat reporter Michael Gelkin. Who uh, and and like I'm sure you've heard or you've seen or has been talked about right here on Fox Sports Radio over the last 24 hours. It appears as if the next head coach of the Raiders is going to be John Gruden after Jack Del Rio was fired today. But um, I guess there has been a pretty toxic environment around Raiders headquarters. Um, here is what Gelkin wrote in the Review Journal tonight, Arnie. Sources have characterized a toxic environment within team headquarters. Players would offer a head shake about specific happenings, which they discussed only in generalities. One said in late December, uh, "Late December, it'd take a few beers to adequately capture the circumstances. No comment, another player said when asked how Del Rio was dealing with a difficult season. Meanwhile, team leaders such as Carr have identified accountability as being in too short of supply. From players, so yes, I to make myself feel good, I guess I could say, well, they missed a few few field goals, so there's the reason. But it seems like there's some pretty deep rooted issues there. Uh, you know what? Though I don't know if these deep rooted issues were there last year when they were on their way to the playoffs before Carr get hurt. All right, you know what? Knock yourselves out. You wanted Del Rio gone. Del Rio's gone. You're getting John Gruden in there, but be careful what you wish for. All right, because you know what goes on there. You know the grass isn't always greener. We'll see. You know, and by the way, you now have the most polarizing coach now in the NFL. Now all of a sudden, the Raiders are, are going to be like on every major, what, Sunday night, oh, Monday yeah. night, Thursday night, uh, Chucky this, Gruden that. I mean, 90% of the NFL world is going to be rooting against the Raiders, uh, whereas before we just didn't care. Yeah, and, and I'll add one more little piece to this. Uh, yes, these issues weren't there last year, but it's amazing what winning perfumes. You know, it's amazing yeah, the, yeah. the stank that winning can take off of things. You win a few games. Right, let's just say you put right, – look at the Chargers. Chargers started the season 0 and 4. And what was the conversation for the people that cared about the Chargers? Oh, well, Anthony Lynn's in over his head. He doesn't know what he's doing. Gus Bradley, uh, this, this is a joke. Phillip Rivers is overrated. Uh, we need to move on, draft a young quarterback. And, I mean, they finished 9 and 7. They beat the team that's going to the playoffs over them. More on that in just a bit. But, I mean, it, it's amazing what uh, just a couple of wins put together can do and, and how badly things can get when you lose. I mean, Think about the Colts. You and I, one of our first big stories that we ever talked about as as a duo 
was after the Colts lost in the AFC Championship game to the Patriots and Deflategate took place. It yeah. seems wild to say it, but Arnie, the Colts were in the AFC Championship game whenever that all played out. Now here we are, three, three and a half years removed from that, and their coach got fired today. You know what? It just and their shows quarterback you. is going to where uh, Siberia to go ahead and get work done or something. I don't even know where. Where did it, the Netherlands or yeah, I, I don't, going somewhere to t- just not not have work done. Just do some rehab because you, you can't rehab in the United States. Couple of it, other it, yeah, yeah, you can't do that. That that's that, no no way no how. I'm going to open up a rehab clinic. I didn't know we needed so many here in the U.S. I'm going to make tons of money, Chris. Uh, Peter hits us up real quick before we grab our first break of hour number two, and we get into. I forgot about Crown or Crush him. We'll have Crown or Crush him coming up next. Uh, but maybe this would be a good one to maybe kick things off. Uh, uh, Peter writes, "Stop it, guys. He has only played seven games. Plenty of great prospects." Flame out in second season. Uh, you know wow. what? You know, Peter, I could not agree with you more on that. I, I am, I'm the. You put five games of Robert Griffin the third up against five games of Jimmy Garoppolo or J- Dak Prescott, and you can put some impressive numbers out there. I mean, in fact, Robert Griffin the third's rookie numbers are eerily similar to Dak Prescott's well, rookie wait, numbers. Wait a minute now. You're talking about a guy that came in. I'm talking about Garoppolo, where the right. team had one win. Yep. I mean. It, 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 the fact of what he did, what, the five wins, yep. I, that's like that's like winning a Super Bowl with that team when you've come in and done that much uh, uh, the way they were behind the eight ball. that That's more than, you know, just the regular five wins there, Chris. Well, Robert Griffin III took the Redskins to the playoffs in his first year. So I, Playoffs? I, playoffs. But, and then you could also argue that, well, okay, uh, that was great that they won five in a row, but they beat a really bad Bears team. Uh, they knocked off Houston, who had kind of tapped out at that point. Uh, good win over the Jaguars. The Rams sat everyone today. Uh, the Titans backed into the playoffs somehow. Uh, it, it, they kind of they kind of didn't have the most impressive resume down the stretch. But you're right, Arnie. There's still wins for a team that was winless and hopeless before he took over the team. So I understand where that would come from too, Peter. But it's not just me. It's not just Arnie. It's not just you know. It's everybody that seems to be falling in love with this guy. I asked Brady. Brady Quinn was in here about him because he did the game today, and he said it's he's the most perfect. He has the most perfect mechanics of any quarterback he's studied. I mean, that's pretty high praise. That's Brady Quinn. That's not you know some. That's not me. That's Brady Quinn. So I I just think the guy is. It. I think he's going to have an incredible season next year, and they're going to be a popular pick for the Super Bowl. You watch. Oh, you know they will. Everybody's going to be on that 49er bandwagon now. Everybody's going to want to get that Garoppolo jersey. I'm going to already tell you now that Garoppolo will the number one selling jersey in the NFL next year. Uh, and then one more here from Chuck, who writes, Arnie, isn't it something that the Bills and my beloved Titans broke long NFL playoff droughts with wins on Sunday? Yeah, four of the six longest playoff droughts came to an end. Uh, what was the other stat that I saw? Oh, here it is. The uh, Of the 12 playoff teams, eight didn't make the playoffs last year. Eight of the wow. 12. And one of those teams that didn't make it this year, the Seattle Seahawks, it's the first time they've missed the playoffs since 2011. I thought for sure after hearing the rumors that that, that old Pete was going to be gone there, but he uh, he kind of squashed that real quick also. So I – uh, by the way, I know we're supposed to wait till the end of the show. I got the Buffalo Bills winning uh, their first uh, wild card game. Uh, that will be on Saturday against the Kansas City Chiefs Jeez. at 3.30. Sorry. Hearing that, no, no, just... Buffalo's playing uh, uh, Jacksonville. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I was looking at the Titans. Yeah, Buffalo Bills at Jacksonville Jaguars noon on Sunday. Just hearing that sentence is like, ooh, Scary, right? Whoa. Right. 
Uh, you sure about that one, Arnie? Oh, I feel great about Weather's that not going to be a concern in Jacksonville, so yeah, you don't have to worry yeah. about that. Now, Titans, on the other hand, Kansas City, that could be a little bit dicey. But take If Kansas City doesn't win now, I never want to hear from the Chief fans, okay? Ever? If, if they can't win a playoff game now, that, I'm done with you. Ah, that would be a heck of a second-round matchup. You know, Steve, uh, I, I've been in a very long time today. But uh, Steve earlier today, Steve Hartman said that he's got the Chiefs winning over the Patriots. Didn't he throw that out there earlier today? Uh, no. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Wow, so, you guys are a party in New Year's. Style, watch huh? out. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio, we'll play Crown Him or Crush Him. And listen, we are burying the lead here tonight with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday, Arnie, because there is a parade coming to Cleveland. <laughs> we'll tell you about it next right here on Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Crown him or crush him coming up here in just a bit. Sager has everything that's going on in the world of sports coming up in the uh, bottom of the hour. Are you going to bring up Corey Coleman? What I miss? The, the one who uh, dropped the pass for Cleveland uh, when oh. it was fourth and two, uh, which would have gave him the first down and probably they would have won the game. Well, I mean, isn't that kind of fitting for what's been a, <laughs> a typical Brown season, right? I know, I know. But that that was so pain. I, I My heart goes out to him. He, he just had a look on his face. He dropped oh. it right around the 11, 10-yard line. They're, right they're showing the highlight right now. And, I mean, you literally, as soon as the ball hit his hands, you saw the life go out of his body. I know, <laughs> I know. It just... Must have taken his eye off it or something like that. First franchise to have multiple 15-loss seasons. Wow. And and I should add, my man uh, my man Hugh Jackson is uh, doing himself no favors, which kind of – I love Hugh Jackson, okay? Yeah. I, I think he's a heck of a coach. did a great job with the Raiders in 11 when they finished 8-8, eight and eight, and I thought he had an opportunity to really help turn things around but didn't get that chance. But, bro, I don't think you can hurt your elbow much more patting yourself on the back going 0-16. I mean, I'll just be honest. That dude, I, he's taking part in this parade, I think, that they're having. Uh, which we'll, get well, he has 1-31. Let's Don't take that away from him. But, yeah, uh, then one quick tweet here that I want to get to. Um, starting, uh, Arnie, with the G-men, the little troller, right, and the Dolphins not making the playoffs, which of your other five favorite NFL teams did make the, the playoffs? Bills. Uh, the Bills would be one of my other five favorite teams. And, by the way, how come you're not reading the one that's just ripping you to to shreds? I'm not seeing one that's ripping me to shreds. Mike writes in here to Sneak a Genius and Plank Show. I agree with Arnie. I can't stand someone not from New York being a Yankee fan. Same thing with being a Patriots fan not from Boston. It's un-American, and I cheer <laughs> against those teams every time. Well, every single team has a fan base that's not necessarily in the town in which they play in or the city in which they live and it's just I'm sorry it's just not everyone can live in the city where their favorite team plays it's impossible move <laughs> move move family move from Enid job. Oklahoma to you know where Los Angeles for Vermont right thing. exactly all right let's get after it it's time to play crown him or crush him here on a Fox football Sunday it's done it's done the games are done it ain't over now it's time to crown them or crush them. Arnie, crown them or crush them. The Cleveland Browns fans have it going on where they celebrate their 0-16 season with a parade. <laughs> this is the brainchild of Chris McNeil. Uh, it's the perfect season parade 
which will be a march around First Energy Stadium on January 6th, starting at noon. This parade will consist of Muni Lot regulars, RVs, some floats, and apparently plenty of sign-carrying Browns fans. They've had nearly 4,000 people already click as going. Crown them or crush them, you need to celebrate 0-16 because there's really no other thing to do than just laugh at yourself, right? No, no. Crush them. That's oh! ridiculous. Oh! I, let me tell you something. If I was there, I'd be throwing rotten food at the people that were participating in a parade like this. That's like you getting an F on a test <laughs> and then saying, hey, everybody, look what I got. I got an F. Let's party over <laughs> something like that. I mean, come on now. I mean, 1 in 31, if I'm a Browns fan, I'm not partying. I'm frustrated. I'm drinking the drown my sorrows, not to have some stupid parade and get uh, you know some publicity off this and hope to make some money. I mean, it, it's embarrassing what the Browns organization has become. They're no, get out of here. I'm not going to no party. I don't want to hear about no party, and I don't want to hear about no parade either. Crown them or crush them, Arnie. Parody is a good thing in the league. With four of the six longest playoff droughts coming to an end, and eight teams in the playoffs this year that didn't make it in 2016. Parody is good for the NFL. I used to think parody was good for the NFL. I mean, look at, uh, you know, if you're a fan of a team that just didn't dominate, like back in the day of the Cowboys or the Packers or the 49ers or the Pittsburgh Steelers. But we'll see what ratings are going to say. I don't think it's good that we don't have some of the sexy teams in there. I don't think it's good that you're not going to see the Jets or the Raiders, you know, or, or the Giants, or, uh, you know, uh, the Cowboys, or any of the big teams. I mean, even if you get, like, even the Redskins in there, you've got to have some of the sexy teams. It's not good when, you don't, you know, Chicago's been too long down in the dumps. I'm not so sure that this is really the best thing for the NFL, Chris. Yeah, and, you know, again, I, I dig the fact that you get a team like Jacksonville into the playoffs, and, and, and I love, have you seen Thurman Thomas's I don't know if it was an Instagram video or a Twitter video when he's out with the fans when they found out that the Bengals had won the game and everyone's going crazy and he's standing up and cheering. I think that's great. I don't, I don't necessarily know if it's, I don't know if it's good for the league and I, I, I just don't know if the unfamiliarity is a good thing. All right, uh, crown him or crush him, even though it's the first time since 2011, first time since 2011 that the Seahawks haven't made the playoffs. Crown him or crush him, it's a sign of bad things to come for Seattle. Despite the fact they finished with a winning record. No, it is, a, it is a sign of bad things to come. First of all, a lot of internal fighting. We've seen that. They're going to have a lot of free agents that they're not going to be able to sign up. They did have the rumor about Pete Carroll, so uh, thank goodness that they'll probably go ahead and keep him. But, yeah, I, I think it's going to be especially also a sign for things to come. I mean, with the emergence of San Francisco and what's going on with the Rams, uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, they're uh, third potatoes in that division now. So, yeah, it's a sign of things to come there, Chris. Well, I wanted to go through and kind of look at some of the backup quarterbacks and play crown them or crush them as to which one would end up becoming a starter. But most of them were so horrifically bad that I don't even think we can do it. Outside of my man Landry Jones, uh, I mean, Sean, Sean Mannion, no offense, I mean, 169 yards passing. I mean, I I get it. They were playing backups, but twenty of thirty four. Uh, let's see, what what was it? The Eagles. Now I'll tell you what, Arnie, the Nate Sudfeld kid looked pretty good. He did. For I saw a little bit of him. And Nick Foles didn't have a very good game. No. For a little bit that he was in there. So with that said, I'll stick with the Eagles. Crown them or crush them. Even though they've had several weeks minus Carson Wentz, the Eagles 
are going to be one and done in the playoffs. Yeah, very possibly. Uh, I have no confidence in them. They're, they're Obviously, they're not the same team without Carson Wentz in there. And you know I love Nick Foles. Went to the University of Arizona and had that first good game when he came in and got that first start at the four touchdowns, but been very pedestrian uh, since then. And it was pedestrian in the little bit that he had going now. I don't trust him when it comes to the playoffs. I'm going to say, yeah, it's uh, it's true. They're going to be one and done when it's all said. And then, uh, gosh, one more before DeSager slides in here. Let's talk coaching vacancies or potential vacancies. We'll go more in depth on that uh, after we get uh, caught up on some of the latest breaking news. But Arnie, crown him or crush him, buy or sell, believe it or not believe, Marvin Luce is going to be back as the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Are you buying that right now? I guess so. I have I, no I, idea what's going on there. I I don't know. I guess he is going to come back. At least it looks that way. And <laughs> I mean, geez, if I was going to pick one way or the other, I'm going to say yes because I've I've been wrong every year for, what, the last how many years? So like I'll five just, years I'll, in a row. <laughs> yeah, so I'll just stick with it, man. I'll just say, yeah, he's coming on back. You know, it, it's interesting, too, because when Marvin Lewis was asked about it today, his response was even weirder. He said, oh, it's complicated. It's not as easy as just, you know, them saying. Was he saying, talking about a relationship? It's what? What? Yes, that's what it sounded like. He said it's not as easy as someone saying, hey, we want you back. It's complicated. And that was... I mean, what is this, like a Facebook status update or something? It made no sense whatsoever. Oh, and by the way, it looks more and more like Bruce Arians is going to be out in Arizona. And, right. And it looks like it's going to be his own doing that he's going to retire, potentially. But, Arnie, real quick before DeSager slides in, crown him or crush him, that's a good job in Arizona. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course that's a good job. What, are you kidding me? Yeah, I- I mean, geez, I think a lot of people would love to have that job come in in there and, and, and turn things around. Expectations not high, though. They've had, you know, they went to a Super Bowl not that far off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think that'd be a fantastic job. Plus, I mean, who wouldn't want to live in Arizona? A great stadium and everything and pretty good fan base. Yeah, I think it's a great job. Amen. Amen. All right, as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it is that magic time where we... Welcome in one Steve DeSager. Take a little pause and crown him or crush him before we talk college football. Uh, and get caught up on everything that's taking place, mm-hmm. including playoff seating set. We're ready to go in the uh, postseason, aren't we, Steve? Uh, one thing to feel good about your Raiders today Uh-oh. after yet another loss. And, yes, they fired their coach, Jack Del Rio, after the defeat. The Chargers allowed a 100-yard receiver for the first time all season because Amari Cooper had a long touchdown, and so on his three catches, he had over 100 yards total, including the long TD. So there, something from the Raiders, because there was precious little to cheer about, because the Oakland offense, by the time they were down 30-10 to mid-fourth quarter, done. the Raiders had had nine drives and nine first downs. So you're telling me that Amari Cooper went over 100 yards on three catches, and one of his receptions was 87 yards? That's correct. <laughs> Only 100-yard receiver gets to you, – you, you mentioned earlier this hour that uh, I guess the Chargers don't need to change the new head coach. <laughs> you know, they finished – after the poor start, they finished 9-3 and three the rest of the way. 9-3, and three and they don't make the playoffs. They do need to change one thing, and that's the kicker. They had four <laughs> kickers, an NFL team, attempting four kickers throughout the season. Final stat, this is truly amazing for an NFL playoff contender team. The Chargers for the season – on field goal attempts of just 40 yards and beyond, went three for 11. Three field goals from 40 yards out Jeez. the entire season in four months. Compare that to San Francisco. They were 20 for 21 oh my gosh. from 40 yards and out. Ah. 
So, yes, there needs to be a bit of a change in the kicking department. Wow. Matt Bryant of Atlanta kicked five field goals in the second half, and the Falcons clinched the final playoff spot in the NFC, beating Carolina 22-10. The Falcons will face the Rams in L.A. in the playoffs this Saturday night. And, yes, Al Michael, millionaire. He's, Al Michael's not going to have to travel. He's going to get a home playoff game at the Coliseum this Is that weekend. the first time he's ever called an L.A. game? It's got to be. I know he's had San Diego on those Saturday night playoffs. Sam Farmer from the L.A. Times is saying that he's never called a game in Los Angeles. Yeah, How about that? Of course, it's been over 20 years. Yeah, this is true. This is true. I keep forgetting yeah. the NFL hasn't been here You know, as recently as, what, 94, so that makes sense. Chargers defeated the Raiders in L.A. today with the crowd divided roughly 50-50. 30-10, Chargers and the Raiders fired Jack Del Rio. The Raiders after a 2-0 start, finished 6-10. The Colts won their game and fired coach Chuck Pagano. So why did they win? The Colts will now draft number three, <laughs> and the Giants get to draft number two overall. And Cleveland won in four. How yeah. about that? Huh? Cleveland first and fourth overall. The uh, Cleveland Browns 0-16. They haven't made the playoffs in 15 years. Longest current NFL drought. Buffalo is into the postseason for the first time since 1999 after Mm. a win at Miami and Baltimore somehow losing at home, giving up a last-minute touchdown to Cincinnati. Tennessee is in. They needed to win and get in. They did. Tennessee 15-10 over Jacksonville. College football semifinals are tomorrow. And in the NBA, among the eight games tonight, in double overtime at Houston, the Rockets beat the Lakers 148-142. to James Harden left in the fourth quarter with a strained hamstring. He had scored 40 points in 41 no minutes. No charging tonight. calls on him this game? <laughs> well, they'll review it tomorrow. We'll get the two-minute report, I guess. I thought they missed a penalty. A penalty to me. I thought they missed a foul late in that game on Kuzma's three. But then again, I might be a bitter Lakers fan. But Lakers one. record, the last month and a half, oh. the Lakers are 3-14. and 14. Why are you doing this to us to say? Three wow. wins in Why six are you doing weeks that? Stop for it. the Lakers. Wow. <laughs> we are coming to you live. Thanks, Steve. From the Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way yep. is you easier. Know, I, I just want to say this, but we shouldn't talk about it because we have too much other stuff to get to. Uh, because it is NBA, but I, I'm glad they didn't call anything on that Giannis dunk uh, where you guys lost uh, in OKC. What, when he stepped out of bounds? Yeah, yeah. A good no call. <laughs> not, a, not only did he step out of bounds, but he pushed off, and now the Thunder. I, this has been one of the wildest things to follow. Are they going to protest or something like that? You can't. There's nothing you can do because of the way that the, the rule is set up. You can still protest, though. I think they should. But it's kind of funny because the Thunder of this team that when they get on a hot streak, I think they'd won six in a row, you suddenly start thinking, all right, it's coming together. And then they lose back-to-back games to the Bucks, and they lost the Mavericks. And you're like, what in the world? It's the hardest team I've ever tried to figure I'm, out ever. I'm still trying to figure out how, how that's not reviewable. That's why that's what I don't understand. You know? <sighs> we could get into a semantics no, debate, but I don't want to scare yeah. everyone off on this yeah. one. But, yeah, yeah exactly. uh, Mavericks beat the Thunder tonight, 116. Yeah. Arnie, okay, listen, I, I know that since Arizona lost, you kind of tuned out on college football. But tomorrow's a big day. We have yeah. both of our playoff semifinals. And, you know, January 1 used to be this unique day for college football bowl games, but, you know, we've really spread things out. And obviously with the two biggest games, there's not a, a, a bevy of options. But let's let's start real quick with 
The well, Rose- I, can I can I just ask you about uh, Baker Mayfield? I mean, he's okay now. He's got uh, illness. He's over that. I I, I heard you on uh, what yesterday going. Sometimes he's just sick. You know what yeah. I mean? I everybody was making a big conspiracy theory out of this. Yeah, why were they? I don't know. I don't know why this was a conspiracy theory. So, in in fact, I I had people texting me. It's like, well, he just doesn't want to do the interviews. Y'all realize he was. Well, he doesn't in, want to go to Disneyland. He was in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony, which was well after the uh, crotch grab on the sidelines in Kansas, and well, well after his arrest in Arkansas. I mean, my listen. I love I love y'all on Twitter, but you dopes who tweeted out things like, "Well, I don't think he wants to answer any questions." He's answered every single question. Oh. Every single question that could be asked. He got sick, all right? They didn't want him exposed to other potential uh, illnesses or maybe to make the sickness even worse. So he's ill. I I can't think of any other way to put it. I don't know why there has to be some grand conspiracy, but he's the most important guy on your team. And guess what? If he misses an interview, he misses an interview. And the funny part is you were answering people on Twitter, and one of them had me crack it up where they go, you got it. And this guy was being totally serious when he said, you got to wonder about his immune yeah. system. <laughs> Who are they gonna? I go his immune system has oh. gotten sick. What's wrong with you people? Uh, I, I was really hoping because that was Steve Palazzolo from Pro Football Focus. I was. Oh, was, that re- who, was he yeah, kidding? I I was really hoping it was joking. Uh, I, he he never really said, "Hey, it's a joke." But I don't know if it was something they'd said on one of their podcasts that was supposed to be taken as a joke. But but we're in draft season, so you never know what is real and what isn't anymore, Arnie. Because. I think about the questions that were asked of Des Bryant. Think about uh, all the craziness that happens around this time of year. So I don't know what to believe and what to not believe. But, but I, I can't say, report do, uh, he's healthy. You got a lot of, uh, give me, is there a lot of Oklahoma fans out there too? Or yeah. are there a lot of make the track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of them. And and I'll say this much. There's a lot of Georgia fans too. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be a pretty interesting debate to see who ends up with more fans. Uh, who's the louder fan base I'm tomorrow? Shocked. Yeah, it's it's going to be. I thought there'd be more Oklahoma just because you have a more national fan base than Georgia. There right? is a huge, huge group of alumni for the Sooners here. But it seems like everywhere I turn, there's a Georgia fan. And we're kind of the team headquarters are in L.A. live. That's right. And I don't know where Georgia's staying, but uh, Oklahoma, we're right down. We're right in the heart of downtown. And right. even with all the Oklahoma fans. Man, when we left today to come into the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, Arnie, there were Georgia fans everywhere. Real? Everywhere. So it's it's kind of impressive to see this massive humanity that's taken over between red and black and crimson and cream. But I can report to you that I did see Baker today, Arnie, and he coughed. So I don't oh, know. No. There was a cough whenever he was walking by. A cough what a does point. that mean? I don't know. I don't know what you guys want to read into. Uh, you know, it's, I, I think this is going to be fun just to get to the X and O of it. But it's probably the best offense in college football against probably the best defense, one of the best defenses in college football. It's one team whose whose strength mirrors the other team's strength, and yet it will probably be won by the the two groups that we're not talking about. It will probably be won by the Georgia offense or the Oklahoma defense because what's that old adage, the best defense can sometimes be a good offense – and what Georgia does can be ground control with Nick Chubb. Right, uh, he's one of the most phenomenal. And Sony Michelle, who is a freak. They've got Evander Holyfield's kid. It's one of their running backs. He's their fourth string guy. They just have oodles of talent in their offensive backfield. So if Oklahoma can find a way to slow down the Georgia running game, 
I think the Sooners have a great chance to win this game, Arnie. I know that Vegas has Georgia. Where are they at? Two and a half right now? Two and a half? So you know, we, were talking about, we were talking about this last night. It cracks me up because everybody was ripping me about how bad the Pac-12 was. You know, with the 1-8 and eight in the bowl records, I go, fine, let's go ahead and say that. And then, you know, we had Pete Futek on from College Football News, and he's like, you know, the SEC wasn't the greatest, you know, wasn't the – I go, well, then how's everybody going with Georgia? I mean, you're arguing that Alabama wasn't all that great. They had played nobody. They right. had that one loss. You argued that the SEC's not good, that good this year. And right. So Georgia was a bit overrated. But yet, you know, uh, all of a sudden everybody's still thinking, go Georgia, go Georgia. I don't understand it, Chris. I, I think, too, there's a little bit of history here. Do you know the four teams that are currently in the Final Four, the team with the longest chance? championship drought is Georgia. Last time they won was in 1980. Sooners won one in 2000. Uh, I think my, it was, my buddy was the quarterback then, I think. For Georgia? Yeah, ah, Buck very Blue, good. right? I think so, yeah, absolutely. Well, Clemson- wait, can I just, we give him crap, because when I worked in Atlanta, right. uh, he did the uh, afternoons, I did the mornings, and Buck's a great guy, but uh, we go, I go, Buck, how did, how did you win a championship? Uh, well, he handed it off to some guy named uh, Herschel <laughs> Walker. Walker. You may right. know him, right? Yeah, and oh, by the way. He did a good job handling it off. Yeah, right? Herschel Walker, all-time SEC rushing leader, number two, Nick Chubb. I mean, it, it, that That's shows incredible. you that shows yeah. you how good of a career he has had and how solid that backfield is. So I think part of it, too, though, Arnie, and I was laying out the drought for, for Georgia since 80. Sooners 2000, Clemson obviously did it last year. Alabama did it the year before. So you know we'll, we'll get to their trilogy coming up in just a uh, second. In fact, we might have to do that next hour. But I do think there's also a little bit of history because the Sooners – haven't won in that big game in a while. They've, they've come up short in their championship game. So I think part of that is working against him as well, too, that preconceived notion that, hey, when it comes to the big game, they're not going to be able to get it done. So I, I, What I'm, kind of officials? You didn't even give me the officials. Are they going to be Pac-12 officials? Are they a, is it no a idea. mixture for something like they this? Been, I don't even they haven't know. been released yet. I think they put together crews for this. I don't think it's a conference crew. So they mix and match is what you're Either that me. or they'll like have a Big Ten crew do it. Is the way I've understood, but we but got- there'll be but there'll be and I'm being serious. There'll be nobody from the conferences that the teams are from, or no, that's not true. I I don't know. I have no idea. I can't. I I don't think that you would have a Big Twelve or an SEC officiating no, I, crew. I I, I, I see what you're saying, you, Chris. I I think you could have one or even two. I I don't think it's against the realm of possibility that you'll have one from. You know, those conferences. To be honest with you, well, we'll, we'll I think they release the officials. I'm sure we know them by now. But I think they actually publicly release them first thing in the morning, so we'll have a, a better idea there. Let's talk about the – oh, ACC for – thank you. There you go. See, so they have an ACC crew for the Rose Bowl, so that's who we'll have. Oh, wow. So it is a whole crew then. Yeah, wow, so good. we have guys that have been watching the dudes in the turnover chain, so we'll be in good shape there. By the way, uh, <laughs> we, we don't have time in this segment to truly go in-depth because the Sager's coming up next. But, Arnie, I do think that the Alabama-Clemson uh, game is going to be fantastic. I think that's going to be a fun game, don't you? No, I don't. You actually, don't? I, I, oh. I have – uh, 37-16 Alabama. I think it's going to be ugly. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, everybody thinks it's going to be a close game. And maybe going with Clemson with the upset. I, I think Alabama, and everybody's sleeping on Alabama because they had one loss. They didn't win their half of their the divi- uh, of their conference. They lost to Auburn. You know, uh, one game, and because they didn't have the hardest schedule. Because you, and this was my point just a little while ago. And because you think that the SEC's down, all of a sudden Alabama is in a 
formidable opponent. I, I think that's just a joke. All right, we'll come back and go in-depth on everything that we've been missing in the world of sports with Steve DeSager. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance with Arnie Spanier. I am merely Chris Plank. Ladies Read Howie's tweet. Read Howie's tweet. Uh-oh, I'm not even on Twitter right now. I was oh, busy. Uh, what's wrong with you? Well, I, I was reading an article about... Let me, n- let me read it for you. Howie tweets him, is Steve the Sager on Twitter? If not, why? I bet he'd be an interesting follow. No, the Sager's not on Twitter as far as I know, unless he won't give me his Twitter just like, uh, I guess, like... No, I don't tweet. Some, yeah. some people don't <laughs> I mean, like I do follow. I mean, and we two, have leagues to follow. Right. And no, he would not be interesting. So you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> like, I'll, use the tweet? I'll use the material all here, yeah. Why don't you tweet? I don't know. Why That's don't I point. carry my cell phone 24 hours a day? <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> wow. I just I enjoy my life as it is. I, you, I'm not going to be. Facebook, anything like that? No, I'm not the kind of person that to be in line and say, it's been a two-hour line, people. Why not? That'd tweet be that be fun. No. I want to know no, that you at Taco on. Bell getting a Mexican you, pizza. You, you never <laughs> want to go out to dinner and take a picture of your meal while That's right, happy. like tonight with Plank before the show. That's right. Yeah. I could have been dope. Yeah, sorry. El Pollo, El, El Pollo. How do you say it again? El, El Pollo Loco. Is that you what go. you want? I told you. Don't fancy. go there. You have the company credit card. You should have gone to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> who, who has the company credit card? I was just about card. to say that. I was going to buy for everyone if we had that. Yeah, so no, DeSager does not tweet to answer your question, and Yes, but I agree, you. Holly. Get on Twitter, Steve. It's time yeah. now. All no, right. I'm on Twitter. I follow religiously when I'm here in the building. It's just I don't take it okay. with me 24 hours. All right, fair enough. All right, where do you want to start, Steve? What are we missing Let's out on? Let's start with uh, what you – well, we'll get to the NFL. What you mentioned about the referees this postseason in the mm-hmm. ACC handling the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Guess who's handling the Sugar Bowl after that tomorrow night? It's a Pac-12 crew. So it's going to be something stupid or controversial that's <laughs> just about guaranteed to happen in the Sugar Bowl game tonight. For example, when that Kentucky player got kicked out of the bowl game this past week, guess what conference's crew was running – yes, that was a Pac-12. Uh, referees game as well. So something's bound to happen in the Sugar Bowl with the Pac-12 crew tomorrow night, I'm just saying. And then in another week, the national title game is due to be Big Ten officials. Uh, A great tweet from college football writer uh, Stuart Mandel, who's now with the new Athletic. He said at the last uh, top of the hour, if you're a college season ticket holder in an Eastern time zone school, your donations are officially no longer tax deductible. It's 2018. The new federal tax plan oh, is now Oh, that's right. <laughs> I wonder what kind of effect that's going to have. If, yeah, uh, I wonder. Probably I, pretty big. I genuinely do. And also there will be, for, for some schools, six figures of extra taxes they now yeah. have to pay. Wow. Yeah, that, that is undeniable. I mean, Iowa State's got to pay more taxes. It really does trickle down. It's not just the Alabamas Crazy. of the world. Because you have to pay extra taxes on your highest like, salaried people. And I was almost Ivy League school in Arizona. So. <sighs> Right, yeah, go. just missed it, Arnie. Yeah. Well, we're pretty much Ivy League. We're the same thing. Okay, NFL playoffs, regular <laughs> season over. The Buffalo Bills are finally into the postseason yeah! again. The Bills finish 9-7. and seven. The Chargers finish 9-7. and seven. They did play each other head-to-head this year in L.A., and the Bills got killed by the Chargers, 54-24. to 24. You may ask, so how is it that Buffalo is in the playoffs then? The NFL's rules, it's, it's fair, it was written in advance, to break a tie for a wild card team, head to head only applies if it's just two people tied with that record. Right. Here right. we had four teams tied at nine and wow. seven. And head to head would only apply if one of the teams 
had actually faced all the other teams they're tied with in the standings. And that wasn't the case this year. So then you go to conference record, and Buffalo had a better conference record. Wow. That bumps out the Chargers. And then Buffalo bumps out Baltimore because of strength of victory. Buffalo actually beat a couple of good teams this year, unlike Baltimore. Wait, Buffalo lost to Baltimore and the Chargers, correct? Buffalo, I don't think they played Baltimore. I thought they did. What was the game where they started Peterman and they got clobbered? That was, San, that that was the Chargers. That was Chargers. Oh, that was, okay, yeah, that was the Chargers. Yeah, okay, five right. interceptions in the first. Anyways, wow. that Baltimore could have clinched a playoff berth with the most easy path today. Six different ways they could have clinched a playoff berth. <laughs> first off, a win themselves or even a tie themselves in their close game and they would have advanced. Or if Buffalo or Tennessee had lost or tied, none of those six things happened. A last-minute touchdown pass on a 4th and 12, 49 yards, and Cincinnati wins at Baltimore. The Ravens are out, and maybe next hour we can hear the Ravens call again. Oh, we have to. In fact, we should open every single hour with the Ravens analyst throwing his headset in frustration. All right, thanks a lot, DeSager. Power Hour is coming up next. Like, legit, our final hour. Happy New Year. To those of you on the East Coast counting down in the Central Time Zone, he's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. Andy Dalton takes the snap, steps up, fires down the middle, complete at the 15-10-5 touchdown, Cincinnati. Tyler Boyd with a touchdown. No flags on the play, and disbelief has shrouded the stadium. Oh, my gosh. Every show. I love that. From now until eternity, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, should open with that. That's the greatest call ever. By the way, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. By the way, you're Have you ever had a heartbreak like that where you uh, it, it's come to, uh, are you going to get into the playoffs or not get into the playoffs? And uh, there was like a, a play like that that knocked the team out and put your team in or something like that. That's got to be heartbreaking. Yeah, oh, that's got to be heartbreaking. So I, I was thinking of a couple of, I don't know, off the wall, hey, FM DJ type questions for the show tonight. Uh, one of them, would, would you rather have just finished, say, like your buddy, your Saturday night producer, Mike Mayer, was up here. We are talking during the break. Would you rather just go 0-16 or miss the playoffs in heartbreaking fashion like like that. Ah. No, I, I got to miss. I can't go all in 16. No, okay. I've, I've got to miss the playoffs in a heartbreaking fashion like that. Would you rather go 6-0 and and lose 10 straight or start the season going 0-10 and and win 6 straight? Oh, I hate you. That That's I, 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 Neither. I can't do any of that. I <laughs> Season's over. They both would just drive me up a wall. I can't do that. <laughs> Hold on. I got one. No, I'm just kidding. There's no more. But it, it was a, a maddening Final couple of minutes of the NFL season. Overall, have you, you know, usually when they do awards or Heisman, they always do it the regular season, not right. bowl games, not playoffs. I'm just wondering, overall regular season, has this been a good NFL season for you? I'm just curious. No! Not, not as a Raider fan. No! As a Raider, just overall, just watching football. Ah, that's a great question. Maybe that's one we should pose for this final hour on Twitter, at Plank Show, that's me. Uh, or Arnie at Stinkin' Genius One, S T I N K I N. I don't even Genius know the criteria to be honest with you. I just, just overall, just like the eye test, the the smell test. I've not enjoyed this season, and I don't. I'm not even going to say it's about the protest. Uh, maybe it's the games, the blowouts, the lack of interest, the the lack of good matchups on the Thursday or the Sunday or the Monday. It it I I maybe give it like a B minus to a B or something like that. 
it's crazy because there was some, and I know I'm kind of, we're reiterating and rehashing a lot of old storylines, but everything kind of goes back to, I mean, you had the president calling out players that were kneeling during the anthem. Uh, you've had all kinds of off the field. That, you, you and I, right, right. I'm just talking about the S show that a majority of the NFL season was off the field. But on the field, I don't know. That's a great question, Arnie. I, I don't know if it's been a good season for the NFL. I don't know if it would be even a, a B plus. I mean, again, parity. You've got eight new teams in the playoffs that didn't make the playoffs last year. You know, the Seahawks aren't in for the first time since 2011. I felt we never even got great matchups in the AFC except when we had Pittsburgh New England a couple of weeks ago, to be honest with you. And, and then when you have some that could have potential, it was this week, and everybody was sitting, everyone. <laughs> you had the you had the Rams with basically a, a preseason squad out there playing the Niners. I mean, and I understand it because you want everyone to stay healthy, but again, I just – I don't know, Arnie. That's a great question. Was this a good regular season for the NFL as far as the play and as far as the games? I don't know. You say B plus though. That's still. Passing. I know. I said B minus. Oh, B, B minus. To B okay. minus. And I, you know, I think there's people that are going to give it less than that. I think they're going to say C or D that it wasn't interesting, that there wasn't a lot of good games. Uh, what I don't know. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Were there a lot of close finishes? Did a, a lot of games come down to a field goal or the last play? It didn't seem like there was a lot of them. Like there's been in years past. I don't know. I I can't tell. It just didn't seem like there was a lot of those. Well, then I guess the the question would be posed. You know, what will this 2017 season be remembered for? It's not going to be well, anything that happened on the field. Be, yeah. Right, exactly. So that's already working against it. What are the games that we'll be talking about for years to come for this regular New season? Is that a catch or not a catch? That's pretty much it, though. Yeah, it's not a big story. A, yeah, we're gonna, it's only about that catch. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about that today. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy because I can think of some really good games we had. I mean, hell, we had the shock to start the season. With the Chiefs going out and blowing out the Patriots right. on opening night. Uh, th- that Raiders-Chiefs Thursday night game was one of the best games I think that we had through a majority of the season. But then again, you know, I, I mean, that's I'm a Raiders fan, so I was watching that game. I don't know how many people were watching that Thursday night game. Uh, it, I mean, the, there, there's not really a lot of signature moments from no, this NFL that's season. that's what I was thinking about that. Maybe B-minus is kind of high, to be honest with you, you know? <laughs> you might start. Grading on a curve the other way, <laughs> Arnie, the other way. All right, let's get a couple of tweets in here. At Plank Show, at Stinking Genius 1. Uh, Arnie's picks coming up before we get out of here. Again, uh, did well, we I've have been red hot, too. I've been keeping track during the ball season. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah? Even though you picked Arizona to beat Purdue? I've been hot, Chris. <laughs> uh, by the way, you know, I, did you hear what I had to say about that? I'm really mad at the referees about – a couple of things about those oh games. Oh, my gosh. Let's Why? Just, you know, let, let's go through a little college since we're already on it. One, oh did you gosh. see the play where they did the fake kneel down? Yes. And then they right before that, the referees told Arizona, don't hit him, don't hit him. They're going to kneel right. down. Back off. Well, look what happened. Then. You can't be saying something like that, too. Uh, Tom Herman, if I was the other coach, uh, you see him mocking the quarterback from Missouri. Yep. I think I got a problem with that. I'm going to let you know about it when I meet you at midfield after the game because I got serious problem. This guy's supposed to be a leader of men, and he acting like a horse's fool like that on the sideline. I don't like that at all, Chris. Yeah, and it was kind of interesting because Drew Locke, the Missouri quarterback, said it had been a celebration that they did the entire season. Right. But when he did that late in the game, or, or I'm sorry, early in the game, 
Did he do that towards the Texas bench? I don't know. Okay. The, but if, if, if the other players want to mock him, fine. But not the head coach. You can't be doing that, Chris. And, and maybe that's just Tom Herman's would, personality. Would Nick Saban ever do that? But that again, Tom Herman kisses his players, every single one of them, when they come into the locker room. He's the anti-Nick Saban when it comes to anything uh, he does personality-wise. So I, go just, I, didn't, I didn't like that at all. And. I, you know, I just, I, I just found that so standoffish. And this guy's making five million dollars a year, and he's acting like that on the sideline. Oh, by the way, since we're kind of just uh, scatterbrained here to start the final hour of the show on topics, yeah. our buddy Benjamin Albright, who covers the NFL out of Denver, has been on with us many times, is reporting that John Gruden's salary with the Raiders. Make sure I get this correct because it seemed kind of insane to me. Is is ten ten million dollars per season? Uh, Five years, 50 mil for John Gruden is the reported dollar figure being thrown around for the potential next head coach. I of the haven't Oakland seen Raiders. 50 million be wasted like that in a long time. Huh? <laughs> Jeez. Five years, 50 mil, Bobo. So how do you feel about that? I don't Gosh. know. Um, I get a couple drinks in me and <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me soak away the misery of this season for Oakland and then I'll try to at least garner an opinion or two. Ask, but ask Derek Carr how some of the other players that are going to be coming up for free agency going yes. to feel about that. Well, uh, the good news is they've got Carr locked up. Okay. Lynch is a question. It's a team option for okay. next year on Marshawn Lynch with a two-year deal. So this year was you know kind of a – took him a while to get going. You would have to think that they're going to try to draft a running back at some point, right? True. Chris, who's the highest-paid coach right now, and how much does Belichick make? Uh, let's look. NFL, you want NFL or college? NFL, NFL. Uh, forget about Nick Saban. What does Nick Saban make? Six million? I, oh, the college coaches. Uh, it's forget ridiculous. about that. Let's, let's apples to apples. All right. If, so you said what is it? Uh, how about this? How about this? Uh, when Chip Kelly signed with the Niners, it was a four-year, twenty-four million dollar deal. Reportedly, Pete Carroll. Sean Payton make $8 million per season. Uh, Bill Belichick is with Andy Reid in a group that makes $7.5 mil. And, and John Harbaugh Gruden, makes seven. You're going to pay Gruden 30% more than Belichick's making? And you got to pay out Jack Del Rio, whom you had just given an extension well, to last year. And the reports are that his – I mean, that could end up costing you close to $12 million just to buy him out wow. of his contract. Right? I mean, look at – Look at what some of the college coaches got. You know what? I all the all the money that you're spending on these coaches, you're gonna build yourself a new stadium, I think, <laughs> with all that money. Hey, <laughs> at least half of one you'd yeah. be able to get there. So I it's a story that's developing throughout the evening, but it would make him the highest paid coach in the NFL by far. I mean you're talking make him the highest paid coach in sports, would it not? I believe so. Uh well I don't know how much those soccer coaches make. I have no idea. The players make a boatload of money. I don't know how much the coaches make. Do you know what do you know what Saban makes? At, at, I I, at, uh, I want to say about six to I think he's short of seven oh maybe seven million a year but I could be wrong on that. USA Today reported that Nick Saban will make eleven point two five million. Oh, get out of here per season <laughs> under his Doesn't new three year extension. Now, wait, didn't they give him part of the state of Alabama? Or am I wrong on that? <laughs> they no, can, I, you get part ownership of the state. Yes, yeah, Saban can, makes eleven point two five. Five percent ownership of the land of Alabama. <laughs> I, now, could they make that happen? I, I would be interested to see if they could make that happen. Some of the swamp land. Uh, Arnie and Plant coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Couple of couple of tweets uh, before we get out of here this segment. Uh, this from Ernie. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way, everybody. Happy New Year, Ernie. Ernie writes, if you think the NFL had a good or bad year, just think about this. The top five highest-rated TV shows in 2017 were all NFL games, 
and it wasn't even close to any other TV shows, starting with the Super Bowl. Can we say that every year, though, Chris, or no? Yeah, we can. Now, they're still the highest rated. So, in other words, the, the guy that runs the sports TV ratings Twitter account always brings up this point. We're talking about a drop in the ratings, but we're, we're still talking about someone who is leading the way ratings-wise. So even if you say, oh, they're down 25%, they're still the highest is rated it, shows on TV. Is it kind of like American Idol? In other words, it's already reached its peak. No, no, no. American, uh, no, American Idol was number one, and even when the ratings went down, they were still number one or not? Right, something of that nature, right. Yeah, I, think that's a right. Fair, I think that's a fair comparison. But, no, I, I agree with you, Ernie. The question isn't about and, – and we'll have debates, you know, if, as we continue through the non-football season, if you will, March and April and May on the show. There'll be a lot of debates to be had about whether or not it's still a compelling product and what needs to be done. To, you know, we have all these conversations around the all-star break of baseball, Arnie, in which we say what? What needs to be done to fix baseball? Now we'll probably have an off-season of, of a lot of what needs to be done to fix the NFL, right? Because, right, oh, right. there's something wrong with the NFL. So – Again, it's still doing good ratings. I mean, it's still a product that networks want and are paying major money to get, Chris, but I, I just think, don't know if it's a good product still. I don't think anybody who's a casual fan or anybody listening to this show would say, oh, I give the NFL an A+, plus no, or an no. A, or even an A- minus for that matter, uh, for the year that they had this year. I, I, don't, I don't see anybody doing that. Uh, and then one more quick one. This is... Uh, <laughs> I don't think this person understands just how diehard of a Raiders fan I truly – this is not an act, uh, B. Tavares. He writes, okay, Arnie and the crew hating on the Raiders. Hey, haters, going to hate Happy New Year, fellas. Uh, wow, I, mean, I just hit like and retweet on that. <laughs> I thought he said, oh, by the way, Happy New Year, fellas, but no, I, I misread that. No, no, but I'll, I'll say this. How can you not be angry, frustrated, or hate on a team that came into the season with Super Bowl aspirations – and finish six and ten. Arnie, they were awful, but somehow got to six and six thanks to the Giants starting yeah. Geno Smith. Yeah. Got to six and six, controlled their own destiny for the playoffs, and went 0 and four in those games and got their bottoms kicked twice. Give me a break. I mean, if you're if you're just like, hey, I'm a Raiders fan, so it's all good. High five, love them. No, well, it's unacceptable. The Raiders coaching team and Carl had something in common. It was broke. And, and they it's have broke. to fix it. You like that? Yeah, you like that? It's cool. broke. It's right. broke. We could play that all the time if you like. No, 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 no. It's, clips all the time. Uh, it's deleted. It's now. deleted from the system. It's we will broke. only be playing the Baltimore Ravens analyst throwing his headset after the Bengals touchdown. That's the only thing we will listen to from here on out. All right. Andy well, Dalton takes the snap. <laughs> steps up, fires down the middle, complete. It's a 15, 10, 5 touchdown, oh Cincinnati. I still love that. Tyler <laughs> Boyd with a touchdown. No flags on the play. And disbelief has shrouded the stadium. Oh, uh. my gosh. <laughs> I think the oh, my gosh is the most underrated I, part I, of I that. I can only imagine the fans in the stand look like those college kids, like um, – I don't know, like you know, when they lose one of those fantastic, like the Michigan Michigan State game, uh, and they have yeah. their hands on their head. Surrender like, what Cobra, happened, surrender you know? Cobra, big time. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, let's go in depth. We haven't really talked a, a lot about the playoffs coming up next week. We've got some interesting matchups. Stick around; it's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. What does it mean when Geico says just fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com fifteen minutes ago. I. I got to admit, I uh, I hadn't seen the full highlights 
of the little Donnie Brook that Jarvis Landry started in the. Uh, oh, was that crazy? I saw that. And then they threw Cameron Wake ripped the helmet off of uh, <laughs> of uh, one of the Bills players and threw Tossed it. Off. it. I, I go, are you an idiot? Seriously, are uh, you a moron that you did something like that? Crazy. Oh gosh, absolutely incredible. So with that said. It's celebration time in Buffalo. The Bills are back in the playoffs for the first time since what? Not, longest playoff drought. So it it had it, been a bit since Buffalo was in the playoffs. They'll play at Jacksonville at noon on Sunday. Love Buffalo in that game. The other AFC playoff game, the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs at 3.30 on Saturday. I thought the Titans were going to choke that game away. They, say, they came so close to doing that, Chris. Boy, they laughing. tried. They absolutely tried to blow that one, but in the end, they uh, they pulled it out. Now, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Wild card weekend. I think I think the NFC games are fantastic. We'll get to that in just a bit. But wild card weekend's been kind of a bust in the AFC the last couple of years. Of course, the the Raiders and Texans had backup quarterbacks last year. But eh, I mean, again, I think parity's good. But you're talking about one team in this mix that was even in the playoffs last year, Arnie. And the Bills and the Jaguars, I mean, two offenses that have been consistently inconsistent, two really good defenses. You could be talking about a final score of like 9-3 to in the Bills-Jaguars game. So I don't necessarily know if this is a great showcase for the NFL, but I, I am excited to see the matchups. Let me say this. It's going to be a lot better than it has been the last couple of years. As a matter of fact, uh, both games, I think, are going to be close. Like you said, when you had the backup quarterbacks, there was a lot of ugly play out there. And even though the Bills don't have a great offense mm-hmm. or don't have a good offense at all, their defense is still, I think, one of the best in the uh, top five in the NFL. Either way, there's just two good matchups. And the fact that a team can go on the road and win, which I think the Bills are going to do. And what about Kansas City, the pressure that's on them? I mean, give me the history of them in the playoffs over right. the last like, 30, 40 years. I'm t- remember last year was th- that was going to be their year last year and look what happened there oh my goodness the pressure on just to win that first game yeah so in the AFC you're right nothing great but probably in a better Good place storylines yeah, yeah. Than, than you were last year then we shift over to the NFC I think these are great matchups uh Saturday night prime time Falcons at the Rams you can't take anything from what the Rams did today against the Niners because they sat everyone Smart move. You know, we saw what injuries have done to the Eagles. You saw what it did to the Raiders. And I guess hypothetically, you could say the Raiders last year. And I don't know, maybe an argument could be made for a team like the Texans this year with Deshaun Watson. But Falcons at Rams, primetime, Saturday night at 7 15. And then Arnie, a, a divisional matchup with the Panthers in New Orleans to take on the Saints yeah. Sunday at 3 40. I, I like the AFC better. I feel like I'm just watching another divisional game there. And the fact that the Rams and Atlanta is a good game, but Atlanta didn't have a great offense today. Nope. Uh, when they scored more than 20, I saw that stat that they're undefeated. But I, I think I got more intrigued in the AFC and better storylines in the AFC than really? the Really? Wow. Yeah. See, because I think with the Rams, obviously, Los Angeles back in the saddle, so to speak, and make the playoffs. First year under Sean McVay. Falcons trying to shake that Super Bowl losing team jinx, especially with the way it went for them last year. But as you said, it's been a little bit of a rough go of it. Then meanwhile, you have the Saints and the Panthers, who they've already played twice this year. I think what uh, they beat the Panthers 31-21 did the Saints, and I think they blew them out. Yeah, 
They blew them out 34-13 this year. So if you beat a team twice, you should technically be able to beat them a third time. Oh, let me tell you something. People say it's always tough to beat a team third time. Why? I think it's like 75% or more. <laughs> the team that won the two times will end up winning the third time. I mean, if you if you beat them twice, you've shown you can but, beat but them, Chris, right? I can give you the same storylines there. I'm giving you two teams that haven't been in the playoffs in a long time. The right? Bills since 1999. The Titans in, what, like 10 years or something like that. Kansas City, which is, you know, uh, dying for their playoff victory just to get a victory at Jacksonville, who's uh, making their first appearance in a while. So I, I think all four are intriguing stories. And, uh, of course, in the AFC, we're probably just really on a path towards Patriots Steelers, aren't we? I mean, if we're really being honest about it, uh, if and we're going to be honest with it, just put the Patriots in the Super Bowl then. Oh, you think so? I think I, it took a botched call in order for them to beat Pittsburgh. Granted, the scene would be shifted from Pittsburgh to New England if they played again. But I don't know. I, I I'm excited. You're selling me a little bit here. It's not, it doesn't have to be a hard sell. You're I selling me a little bit stat. on these storylines in the AFC. I like I it. I saw that stat. I think I uh, from uh, Zach Cox and Nesson that said when it's 34 degrees or less at kickoff and the Patriots are at home, they're 42 and 10 in those games. 11 and 0 when it snows, and 12 and 2 when I don't know when something else happens like thunder, lightning, and rain. I it's just disgusting when they're playing the bad weather. They're just they're so hard to beat. Yeah, it's uh, and even if you're familiar with our familiar, even if you're used to the setting, eh, it's still a little bit of a different world when we're talking playoff football in Boston uh, in January, late January into February. So uh, you're selling me, Arnie. See, because I was all in whenever I was looking at the matchups. I was all in on the NFC having the better matchups, having the better games, having the storylines. But think about the Bills. Look at how the Jaguars have come together. I know the time I tried to open the show with the Jaguars, you guys wanted me fired. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Kansas City, you know, with a very exciting. Let's just be honest. We already know who's in the Super Bowl, so pretend, let's not pretend like we don't know who it's going to be. It's going to be the Patriots and the Vikings, and the Vikings will be the first team to have home field advantage, which would be great because that way we could stick it to the Patriot fans <laughs> and the Vikings win. So that, that we already know who's going to be in it. Stop it, Chris. So we, then why are we wasting any time? Let's I just know, go we home. We wasted three hours. We're going to be wasting a month of this pretending like we don't know who's in. Uh, but I, we already know who's in, so let, let's, let's stop it. I mean, I could have celebrated New Year's with my family, yeah. but no, you yeah. dragged me in to do the show Sorry. whenever everything is Sorry. already done. Yeah, we can, we're going to have to do this for another month pretending, well, Chris, what about this team? When we all really know it's going to be the Patriots in Minnesota. I, I don't think it's going to be Minnesota, Arnie. I, what? I think that – here's my what? bold prediction. I don't think – I mean, Minnesota's got a good defense. Don't get me wrong. But I think the team that's going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl is going to be playing this coming weekend. I think it's going to be one of these four teams that ends up making the run. First of all, the Eagles, I mean, my goodness, bless Nick Foles hard. But he just cannot. Right. <laughs> he is not a playoff yeah. caliber Trust quarterback. Trust off your list. That's yeah. Right. Trust but, them off. And I don't know what it is, man. Vikings fans, you've been selling them all year long. And I believe and I want to believe, but I just, I, I can't. I can't buy Case Keenum. And he's done nothing wrong. He's been incredible throughout the season. But I don't know, Arnie. I mean, it just at some point, you feel like there's going to be this moment where you're like, oh, bleep, I'm Case Keenum. I'm a career backup quarterback. I'm not good enough to be in this situation. I know that's horrible to say, Viking fan, but it's it, it, it's where my mind is right now. I guess I'm, I'm not able to bind a Case Keenum. I believe in a Drew Brees. I believe in a Cam Newton. Matt Ryan, you have three quarterbacks playing on this opening weekend of the playoffs, Arnie, in the NFC that have been to a Super Bowl. One has won it. They know what it takes to get there. So I, I think you might see one of these teams 
coming this weekend from the NFC make a bit of a run? I mean, if, look, I could see that. Atlanta went to the Super Bowl last year, though. They had it a lot easier then. I, I could see maybe the Rams making a run and maybe even the one of the Carolina Saints, but I'd still go with Minnesota, uh, especially because they, they'll have the bye week and they'll be playing. Uh, they could have that home field advantage for the Super Bowl. So I, I, I just love everything they're doing right now. They're looking too good. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, uh, coaching carousel time. Who's in, who's out? We know one, well, two coaches actually out today. How many more could be added tomorrow? But right now, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, Steve DeSager slides right in. Make sure DeSager puts in that Alabama's beating Clemson by three (laughs) touchdowns. Arnie always wants scores in advance as if it's news. Talk about your fake news. Wow. That's half of Arnie's predictions. That won't be fake news. Trust me, it won't be fake news tomorrow. (laughs) You know, you mentioned cold temperatures. Today's Patriots game was their coldest regular season home game they've ever had for New England. It was 13 degrees at kickoff. And so the (laughs) Patriots, wanting to make sure the visitors knew – Put a thermometer, hung it in the Jets' tunnel, so the New York player is filing past to and from going onto the field before the game. They knew exactly how cold it was. On the big screen, I think they put, like, a fireplace up or something like that. I'm seriously. Did you guys see the video of Bryce Petty trying to put his helmet on over his stocking cap? Oh, what about the punter that still had his leggings? Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. The punter with – can you punt with with your snow pants on like that? Can you do that? It's like an NBA guy going into the game and the warm-ups are still on. Hello, hello. I'm waiting for to wear, like, a puffy jacket in the game, you know? (laughs) A a note about ratings. People have asked, like, college with the Bulls, why do we have so many? It's because somebody's watching in – in this month's bowl games, literally every bowl game has had at least a million viewers. Even Middle Tennessee against Arkansas State had over a million viewers, and Duke Northern Illinois bowl game got over two and a half mil. Wow. Orange Bowl last night was 11.7 million. And as far as regular TV shows ratings, Business Insider says for this TV season, the two highest-rated television shows, averaging 18.5 million viewers, were Big Bang Theory and Sunday Night Football. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and wow. I saw I saw on Sports Media Watch a top 10 list, the most watched NFL games of the season. A couple of weeks ago, we had New England at Pittsburgh. That was number one in ratings for the season. But all of the top 10 had over 22 million viewers, each of them. Most of those games. Right, by the way, I'm going to say it since nobody else is going to say it. Big Bang Theory, tad bit overrated. Tad. <laughs> How about completely overrated? Wow! <laughs> it's the worst show I've ever watched in my Whoa! life. <laughs> oh, that All sounds right, like the uh, Ryan on the board going off on Last Jedi a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Hold wow. on. Rain it in here. <laughs> Anyway, we're brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore, with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Great day for Buffalo and Atlanta. The Falcons beat Carolina 22-10, so Atlanta clinches the final playoff spot in the NFC. They'll face the Rams in L.A. this Saturday night. Buffalo is in. Baltimore gave up a last-minute touchdown. The Ravens are out. Baltimore... Lost at home to Cincinnati somehow late, while Buffalo got a win at Miami, and the Bills are into the postseason for the first time since 1999. Buffalo will play at Jacksonville next Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tennessee needed a win and got it. The Titans made the playoffs. Raiders lost and fired coach Jack Del Rio, who just signed an extension last offseason, by the way. The uh, Colts won and fired coach Chuck Pagano. No rest for the weary. Thank you, Steve DeSager, as we come to you live tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It is easy 
To save 15% or more on car insurance, go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Chris, do we New ever year? figure out what was the latest on Shady McCoy, how bad it was? X-rays were negative, but... Uh, you look pretty bad with him with carrying him off the field there. There was a cool shot that uh, I think the Bills' Twitter feed had, had retweeted of uh, maybe it was a couple beat writers. Adam Gase had actually gone over to the Bills' locker room to check on him and make sure that he was okay and just give him some words of encouragement. So I thought that was pretty cool. But, yeah, it didn't, uh, it didn't look good, did it? And you're talking about a crucial piece for that team heading into the playoffs that they need to be 100%. I mean, he is – wow. I mean, he – he is that team, so if I can't he's not 100% see him look playing out. next week. I can't even see that happening. And you're picking them to go on the road and win without yeah, yeah. Sh- without Shady McCoy. You're yeah. so doomed, Eric. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. Arnie's picking your team. All right, now <laughs> let's let's look ahead to tomorrow. They call it Black Monday, though. Several teams got a head start. Of course, the Raiders let Jack Del Rio go again. Very unique situation in which he actually announced his firing at a press well, not a press conference at his post game presser. So Mark Davis, according to Jack Del Rio told Jack, hey, I love you, appreciate what you've done, but we're heading in a different direction. So Jack Del Rio basically broke the story of, uh, of his firing in his own press conference. Chuck Pagano was fired immediately after the Colts game today. No surprise there. The Giants already have an opening because, well, they fired uh, – Do they? <laughs> why you Do think they, they? Or is it going to be Jim Schwartz? Oh, you think Schwartz slam dunk there? I wouldn't mind. I think he'd oh, be a I, good fit. I am I jumping the gun there? I thought that's pretty much signed, sealed, and going to be done. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I would think I would think you might want to look a little bit longer. But if Schwartz is your guy, I mean, he didn't do too bad. In I Detroit. like him. Yeah, I like, I like him. him. Uh, and then apparently, Bruce Arians is going to retire tomorrow. So a lot of Arizona players, the the future of Larry Fitzgerald is unknown. Though he looked incredible. I don't know why he would retire, but. Uh, so Arians is going to retire tomorrow. So that would bring the current vacancies to four. We believe the Bears and the Lions, so that would make it six. I have no idea what to tell you about Cincinnati right now. But, Arnie, do we add Denver to this mix? Because tomorrow John Elway is having his end-of-the-season meeting with Vance Joseph. Right. And Denver has never fired a coach after one season. I did. I didn't hear anything leaked out about that. And usually, if that was going to happen, you thought Elway would leak that one out. So I'm going to say no right now. No, right now. All right, and we know that there's several that are staying the course. The Buccaneers gave that. Uh, some would say dreaded, but apparently as strong worded and as well uh, versed as it was, vote of confidence to Dirk Cutter. So he'll be back next year. Um, I, what was the Seattle thing you keep bringing up about Pete Carroll? Was there some buzz there about him? Yeah, there was a buzz that he wasn't going to come back, and then. <laughs> 10, 5, touchdown, oh Cincinnati. Oh the, uh, Tyler Boyd with a touchdown. No flags on the play. And disbelief has shrouded the stadium. He said he was oh too young. Gosh. Pete Carroll said he was too young to go ahead and, and uh, retire. So he was going to Oh, so there were right some retirement while. rumors around him, too. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm, watch, ju- I'm just going to let you guys know. I'm going to randomly play that. I love it. The the I, I, act- I absolutely love it whenever that thing drops because you can just hear the moment. Oh, there, there's two moments. Corey Coleman's moment, whenever the ball pops out of his hand, you just see like his soul leave his body and he realizes 0-16 yes. yes. is coming. The moment whenever the uh, analyst for the Ravens saw this dude break free on fourth down and he launches his headset across the uh, press. I don't know if he actually threw his headset, but it sure does sound like it. Um, anyway, back to the uh, – Coaches staying in the course. So Pete Carroll staying in Seattle. Looks like Jay Gruden staying in Houston. Uh, Rick Smith is out as the general manager in Houston. 
But, uh, you know, obviously a very difficult situation for him because he's going to spend more time caring for his wife who's battling breast cancer. So right, right. Uh, very, very unsettling story, but you wish the best for uh, Rick and his family. But now Bill O'Brien, I, I guess you would say that means he's sticking around. Some thought Houston might make a move. And Arnie, man, 0-16, 1-31, I mean – I, I like Hugh Jackson, but you can't you can't stay you can't stay with a guy that's won one game in two years, can you? Will you? You know the fact that it's Cleveland and that you had one and you had zero, and 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 you just how many times can you start over and over and over again? You know I'm even prone to give him one more chance, one more year, depending. Let's see what quarterback you get. Though any rookie quarterback you're going to bring in. I don't know how he's going to be able to turn it around right away, but, I mean, geez, there's so many openings. You're not going to get the pick of the litter anyway, so I'll bring it back one more year, see what I can pull off there, to be honest with you. So that would be what we feel good with. So you got three, four, five, six, eight openings, right, with Pagano and And how about the how about the teams that should fire their coach and they're not going to? Like the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, you think Garrett should go? Yeah, you know, everybody's like, well, wait, wait, wait. Now, last year, what they did before that. Let me tell you something. In the eight or nine years he's been there, he's only, uh, what, 13 games, 14 games over 500. That's because a couple years ago, they were 10 games over 500. He's had his chance. They've not done anything under him, uh, especially after they fired Wade Phillips to bring this guy in. He hasn't done nothing, but Jerry loves the guy, so he's, that's why he's keeping his job. Yeah. If the Raiders somehow get Gruden to come out of retirement, which, again, it looks like they're going to, if you believe all the reports that are out there, somewhere in the neighborhood of $10 million per year, which still isn't as much as Nick Saban makes. But don't you think then Jerry Jones would want to have a hold of my beer kind of a moment and try to one-up that just a bit? I mean, no one likes – who would be the next big splash that you Nick could Saban. get? Nick Saban. He would, that's the only there you way go. you could get. Or Jim Harbaugh, get, maybe. You would have to get Nick Saban and say, Nick, how would you like to be part owner of the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> now, there's some real money. If there you could get go. a partial there ownership of the Cowboys, look uh, look out. All right. That is the only way you would get Nick Saban to coach the Cowboys <laughs> is if you offered him, like, oh, I don't even know how much you could offer him. A 1%, a half percent, a quarter percent. I don't even know what you could offer Makes him. Makes 11.5 mil as the coach of the Tide. Is the king of the world? You can pay him fifteen million a year if you're if you're the Cowboys. You can pay like the way you're thinking. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we wrap things up with our most popular segment. No, 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 not not the end. Arnie's picks right here on a Fox (laughs) Football Sunday. Great news! There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in fifteen minutes, you could save fifteen percent or more on car insurance. With Arnie Spanier, I'm Chris Plank. Quick Uh, show today. Very fast show. Thanks to Bobo, Eric, who is so excited the Bills are going to the playoffs. Even though we celebrate. Where are you going tonight, by the way? It's only 11 o'clock when you get off the air. Are you going to go out or what? Going to bed. Stop it. You're in L.A. What's wrong with you? I know, right? I'm no fun, Arnie. I'm no fun. Um, Go to Fat Burger. At least get something to eat. Well, I ate. I had dinner with uh, the great Steve DeSager, who's been on updates after watching the Raiders lay an egg against the Chargers. By the way. Your Saturday night guru, Michael Mayer, is already in. He and Brian No will be celebrating the new year. And I heard Danny G might even be coming in. Danny G, after having watched the Raiders game today, might not be sober. So we might want to double check on Danny, Danny G. Danny G after that. always comes in when we get off the air Sunday night 
for the last six, seven years, he's never said hello to us uh, as we pass it over to Ben Mallory. Usually, he never, never says hello to us when we pass it over. Oh, well, I'm uh, pretty sure it's because Bobo's working <laughs> where he would be. So. I, I'm just kind of curious how yeah. I've been here five years and Danny G's been here longer than me, but yeah. I train Danny G. Well, yeah, what's up, Barney? I don't know, but the guy can go and say, hello, how you doing? You know, because speak the, down the line or you, something. Do you want me to be honest? Do you, you want me to like blast it. you right now, or you uh-oh. want me to just leave it alone? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Okay, it's because you're, go ahead. Okay, because truthfully, but the moment the show is, at, is over, what do you say? <laughs> See you disconnect losers. me, disconnect me, disconnect me. See you, losers. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, pretty much. So yeah. how is he going to speak to somebody well, who I keeps thought maybe the last segment, like Jonas, Jonas comes by and says, hello, how you doing? He says hello in the of the show. <laughs> Jonas said bye because he was here leaving and we had you connected. Ah, see, truth's starting to come out here. Gosh. Of course, whenever you say adios to people and you call them losers, that that I, my- I don't see what nobody's going to talk to you. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> this is why people don't like me. This yeah. is why I live in Vermont. When you wrap up, the, the first thing that you say whenever we're done is like, later, losers. Yeah. And disconnect. That might be one issue. Mike, right. on. let's be safe out there, guys. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get after it to wrap things up. We got uh, a couple minutes left in the show. So, Arnie, it's a big day tomorrow with the four-team playoff, Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, playoffs underway in the NFL. Let's get after it with your pick, shall we? Give me a little music. Put me in the mood. We start off with this. 2018 will be the year. Steve Kerr calls into the show. Blank, how about Uh, that? uh, All right. Um, No, why? 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 What do you got to be like that for? I know he's going to call it. This is going to be the year he calls it. Okay. All right. I'll believe it. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I am 5-0 and now on the bowl picks in the last five, and I'm going to go ahead and give you four more winners for tomorrow. Starting with Michigan, laying the eight against South Carolina, because Harbaugh's going to run it up like you've never seen it before. Probably win this game by three touchdowns. Give me Michigan, minus the eight. Why am I getting three points with Notre Dame? Why am I getting three points with Notre Dame? I don't know. I'll take the three points with Notre Dame. They'll win this game outright. Final score. I've been begging to Sager to put this in the update, but he won't listen to me. This score just in. Oklahoma, 34. Georgia, 31. So that means give me Oklahoma plus the two and a half, though I'm not going to need the two and a half, not going to want the two and a half. I'll take the two and a half. Oklahoma to beat Georgia. And this just in. Alabama, 37. Oh. Clemson, 16. So give me Alabama minus the three in that one. All right, real quick, because we know we have uh, playoff football, wild card weekend next weekend. I love Tennessee plus the seven against Kansas City. I'm taking the Rams minus five and a half against Atlanta. Give me my Bills plus seven and a half against Jacksonville. Upset special number one. Bills beat Jacksonville. And give me the Saints. Minus six against Carolina. So there you have my picks. Do them as you please, Chris. But remember, they're strictly for entertainment purposes only. You know, we have two coin flips to decide positioning in the draft. The Raiders and the Niners will be flipping for the ninth and the yeah, tenth nine pick. Yeah, 9 and 10. Is that what it is? Yeah, and I think the other one involves maybe Washington down around 14 or so. But yeah, coin flip to decide a couple of spots in the draft. And yes, the Cleveland Browns will have two top five picks if there was ever a time Mike's excited to feel you if there was ever a time Arnie where you should be able to turn things around 
if you're sitting at number one, Sam Darnold and and and, uh, and Barkley, that's what they're going to And take. number four, you should be able to get it right. By the way, that coin flip was at thirteen and fourteen between Washington and Green Bay. Both what was finished the most famous coin flip? What was it back in uh, uh, in basketball where like the the winner of the coin flip got Kareem and then the. The second pick, I think, went to the Knicks or something. They got somebody lousy. I, uh, I Googled uh, famous coin flips. Apparently, Wilbur Wright won the chance to make history when he won a coin toss against his brother Orville at their camp at Kill Devil Hills in North Carolina. So is that the coin flip you're thinking of? No, or, or that, that, I think uh, that's a little bit before that ah, one. There, there, there you go. <laughs> Fair enough on that. All right, here, here's one thing to keep an eye on. Since we only got a couple of minutes left in the show, Brian No coming up next. Uh, to take you into 2018 on the West Coast. Happy New Year in the Central and Eastern yes. time zones. Uh, Arnie, I think it's been the most overplayed, overblown story I've ever seen in the history of my life. And, wow. I'm, and I'm old. But this outrage about Baker Mayfield being sick and missing media availabilities is just that. It's fake outrage. And it makes no sense. The dude is sick. And now some would argue, well, you know... There's a lot of people sick, and they still go do this, and you know they they don't miss out on it. Yeah, well, they're not the quarterback. I I could care less whether he spoke to the media, didn't speak to the media. I I don't even know why this is important. We've heard it up from him during the course of the year. So what 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 is he going to say now that we haven't heard from? I don't know what 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 exactly did the media want from him that they're not able to get? Did he was he going to stir it up? I. I don't see what the problem is here. I, I don't even if he didn't want to speak to the media. I don't. I don't see a problem here. I've never. Um, I've never seen anything that was probably used to generate more ridiculous takes than Baker Mayfield being sick this week. He's done. He's never turned down an interview. He does and answers every question. You never see him say the only thing that he ever said. Ah, I don't want to get into that too much. Was whenever they did the. 30 for 30, or I'm sorry, Issa, whatever. And they asked him about the events on the night you got arrested. He's like, well, I don't really, really talk about it too much. And that's it. Yeah. But he still answers the question. So uh, it'll never make much sense to me how people absolutely have lost their well, mind look, over this. you have fun out there. This is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for you, big boy. I would like to think that uh, the Sooners will be back in two years to play UCLA. So I'll get <laughs> oh, to yeah. come back then. Arnie, have a, uh, have a great week. We'll you be back do. here on Sunday whenever. Let's see. You've got the Bills beating the Jaguars. So can, yes. you, so can you imagine how crazy that's going to be next week? Oh, man. Happy New Year, everybody. Stick around. Brian Happy Noah is coming up next. For the entire crew, I'm Plank. We'll see you next Sunday night. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.